welcome to Chris Apocalypse episode 155. And after pretending to click the record button for about 17 different times, you finally clicked it. And so we're starting. We're starting with this fantastic episode of another podcast. That Another yeah. podcast, not this one. I mean, uh, 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 the spin-off. This is the spin-off. When originally, it was just us annotating old pictures of people. What? Did you try to ad-lib something and you couldn't do it? I lost my mind. No. Welcome to Crystal Apocalypse episode 155. My name's Matt. You're Ant. How you doing, Ant? You're not an ad-lib superstar, are you? <laughs> not today, I'm not. Yeah. No. And that's my chance to challenge you to a rap battle. Oh, yes. Please do. I don't feel like it. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so yeah, so uh, another week. Another 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 week of lockdown, two weeks of lockdown, nothing else has happened, nothing's really going on, there's no new entertainment. Um, so if you're not excited about the episode already, <laughs> nothing new, everything's old, keep moving forward, what are we doing, where are we going, who's who's on what? Uh, there's some news. Is there? Yeah, One Division's got one episode left. That's oh. not really news, no, but there's apparently news. a secret episode. No, there isn't. Uh, someone has said there is a secret episode. It's no. been reported on there potentially as a secret episode. No, I don't believe it. Um, someone made a really shit trailer for the last episode. You know they do like those thirty second like um, thirty second little little like this is what's coming up next week, and really it's just like old footage and then maybe a couple of snippets of dialogue. Someone has really awkwardly taken Doctor Strange's. For Ragnarok. <laughs> Hi, my name's Dr. Stranger in my... <laughs> like that. And they've just popped it on the end. But then they've... It's just it. That's all they've done. And it's just there at the end. And they're like, there's a big You're getting fooled by from... fan traders again. No, no, no. Someone, it's it's not yeah, very... You are. It's a not very convincing fan You've trailer. You've been watching that Thundercats but trailer. People again. have been... People have been really speculating that it's Dr. Strange. And I reckon it won't be anyone. It won't be a fucking spoilery cameo thing it'll just be like that's the end probably I like Patrick Williams podcast they have a bet that Al Pacino is going to turn up as Mephisto and if he does then one of the co-hosts of the podcast is going to have to eat a sock yeah. and now Patrick Williams is, Patrick Williams has doubled down now he's also going to have to eat a sock if Al Pacino turns up as Mephisto <laughs> that's super likely because they could just cut footage from Al Pacino in any other film <laughs> He's yeah, like his bit in Jack and Jill when he's, yeah, like he's rapping about Jack Dunkin' Donuts. Or his bit in, uh, in uh, what was the thing where he's blind and Robin helped him recover? Have you not seen that? What's no, that I've film? seen it. Where's just... that film? The one where he, where he touched a woman's ass and he goes, Hoo-ah! Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, that, that Oscar winning movie. <laughs> just stopping the podcast to drink, are you? I was at a sip. Yeah, that famous Oscar-winning Al Pacino movie, Inside Man. Anyway, um, other than that, we've got Falcon and Winter Soldier coming up. You just showed me the trailer for Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead, or whatever it's called. That's exciting. Um, May the 7th, we've got Black Widow coming out, even though cinemas are not projected to open until May 15th. <laughs> so, for eight days, that's going to be playing somewhere. Is it? Yeah. May 7th, yeah. You sure? Yeah, I thought that was when it was pushed back It was back like to. July or some shit. No, I don't know. It's May seventh. Uh, I don't know. I don't care. I do. I kind of. I was looking forward to the Black Widow movie a year and a half ago when it was meant to come out. <laughs> Fucking hell! It seems weird. It seems surreal to be talking about this stuff. Um, but yeah, like I'm looking forward to Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead and Justice League Extended Edition coming out at the same time. Zack Snyder's Justice League. There's two months between them. 
There's two months between them. Yeah. I thought Justice League was out in March. Yeah. Oh, right. Army of the Dead is out in May. May, yeah. yeah. You're right, and Not got your finger on the pulse of the Zack Snyder news, have you? I don't do I. News, have you? Where's the AO right. cut? <laughs> Give us the fucking AO <laughs> cut. Mm. Oh, God, it's all dog shit. It's all dog shit. It's all stupid. It's all fucking boring. It's the same. It's going to be the same film. That's what people are... They're expecting a whole new experience. But it's mostly the same film. Mm. It's not going to have the bit where Batman stops the fuck. Wait, which bit was that? When Batman stops the burglar at the start. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's not going to be in the film. That's not going to be in the film? No. What are they done with that footage? All the bits where Superman's bit smiling and being nice. That's not in the film? No. What about the boob part where Flash falls on Wonder Woman's boobs? That'll probably be in the film. That'll probably be in the film. I thought that was the Justice League, and not, not the Justice League. No, no, he probably um, phases through Wonder Woman's armour. Oh, right, yeah, and goes, oh, I touched a girl. He probably gets up and says, nice tits. And then <laughs> and Zack Snyder's like, what I wanted to convey there was <laughs> that the Flash fought Wonder Woman had nice tits. And then he'd say, Flash would get raped if he was in my movie, if I, if I was making a Flash movie. That's what he'd say. I found out something interesting about uh, Zack Snyder. That's nothing interesting. So, so Zack Snyder has like, I don't know if you know this, but Zack Snyder, a lot of his fans are conservative. Really? Yeah. No idea why. Hmm. Couldn't couldn't imagine why so many Zack Snyder fans are on the right. But um, they're really pissed off with him and he lost like a lot of followers apparently because he was supporting Joe Biden in the last American election. Oh. And he was surprised that he lost a lot of fans. Yeah, he's not the smartest person. You don't think so? No, he's not very smart at all. You don't think he's very smart at all? No. 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 <laughs> How funny is that, though? Oh, did you also... Did you see that... Uh... You, on your gossip again. No, 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 no. no. So, Kara... The uh, racist lady. The weird racist transphobic lady. What's her name? Cara Dune. Down. Cara Dune. Is it Cara Dune? Gina Car- Carano. Gina Carano. There you go. Thank you. Sorry. Jesus. When she's not in the news every five seconds, I forget her name. You and your gossip. Um, she did a podcast with uh, Ben Shapiro mm. and doubled down on the old transphobia. Yeah, of course. And the... That's what they do. They double down. Um, and she's now being in a film with him. Yeah. What do you think she's going to play? <laughs> I don't care. I, I'm not going to watch it. I heard the best quote from Ben Shapiro this week. Yeah. Um, so Ben Shapiro has... I don't know if you know this. One of my reviews this week is going to be a Daily Wire movie. No. I watched their Daily Wire movie. Don't give them any air. <laughs> well, so it's really funny because Ben Shapiro had a little thing on YouTube where he was like, we made the movie that America, Hollywood would never make. They would never make this movie. They would never in their lives think about making a movie where a little girl is in a school shooting and it's like die hard. And, uh, and I was like, I was like, oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Let's have a quick look at this movie. And apparently Hollywood did make it, but no one wanted to fucking purchase it because it was dog shit. So the Daily Wire bought a movie that Hollywood had already made was deemed not good enough to make it to market, which is technically what free market is, and they bought it to save it. They basically gave a government handout to media. It's fucking ridiculous, and it's shit. Is that your review? Yeah, that's... That's your first review? No, awesome. Okay, all right. But this episode 155, is yeah, enough. Let me get on with it. All right. Eight minutes, you've all been right. gossiping, you gossipy all bitch. All right. <laughs> Cheddar, you gossipy bitch. I've been watching a lot of... Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, yeah, I know. More copaganda. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. All right, so I'm going first this week, so I'll review my first thing. Yeah. I'll go I'll go first. I'm going to review an older thing. I played The Outer Worlds 
Or is it The Outer Worlds? The Outer Worlds is the weird one. The Outer Worlds is the Fallout one, yeah? You've already... We've, uh, well, you've reviewed that. I'm reviewing ago. it specifically on the Switch. Oh, my God. From the point of someone playing it on the Switch. So and I bought this game for £17. I didn't previously pay for it because it was part of Game Pass. So when yeah, I bought so you played it on Xbox already? Yes, I played it on Xbox already. You reviewed- so I bought it for the Switch out of morbid curiosity. Oh. I wanted to play it again. I wanted to play it in a new format. I wanted to... I wanted to see the world anew, Ant, in the best possible way I could on a tiny six-inch <laughs> console <laughs> which runs at best at 30 frames per second, <laughs> at worst, 12. <laughs> it's it's fantastic. Um, it's a really weird experience. Like it, we, we, As you rightly pointed out, we reviewed this already. We both reviewed it. Both mm. really enjoyed it at the time. And, and yeah, had a lot of fun. I bought this for the Switch, and as you, as as like most people that probably listen to any of our podcasts know, I mostly play in handheld mode, so I don't usually tend to plug it into a TV. I've recently been doing that because I've been playing Mario, and that's it's another thing altogether. But with the Outer Worlds, I've been playing mostly in handheld, and it worked fine. Actually, worked really well between twenty five to thirty frames. I didn't notice any like slow down, any issues. If yeah, you notoriously can't tell frame, rates. I can't tell frame rates. Yeah, I'm also right. blind. Yeah. Completely blind. Mm-hmm. I see frame rates by touching the screen and feeling the radiation. I'm essentially daredevil, but I can't smell either. So my sense of touch is too strong. I'm constantly in agony. <laughs> but yeah, like it's, it's a weird one. I don't know why they didn't just put the old Fallout games on the Switch instead of trying to cram this into the Switch. Um, but yeah, like I said, in handheld mode, it works fine. It's actually really enjoyable in handheld mode. I didn't have too many issues. There was like the odd, like, there'd be a stutter for a second, but you could always see the reason why. Like, if there are a lot of enemies on screen, you just killed a lot of people, and you know their bodies disintegrate. If like that was happening with a lot of enemies all at once, that would cause some slowdown because the particle effects. Uh, but like, for the most part, really enjoyable, really good. Just don't put it into a TV. Because if you put it through the dock on a TV, the switch is meant to be more powerful. Somehow, it makes the game run worse. Oh, so I went from I went from a lovely twenty five frames as I was running through the you know the big town that you go in the first one, yeah, like in the first section of the game, running through there absolutely fine, looking around, buying stuff, talking to the priest, doing the little mission bits, and then as soon as I plugged it into the TV, it was like the frame rate was cut in half. Like it really fucking struggled to bring anything up, and I don't know why. Like, it's meant to be more powerful when it's going through the TV, so I'm wondering if I put it down to 720p, which is the native frame rate, uh, native resolution of the dot, of the handheld, would it run better? It runs better? lower than that on handheld. Pardon? It runs much lower than 720p on handheld. What do you mean? Oh, right, the actual game itself. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering... It doesn't though, matter what native resolution is of the screen. Yeah. It's what rate it's ready Yeah, but it, if it's native resolution set to 720, it won't exceed that. No. So it would sort of keep so it, it hit that on that. No, game. I know, but it would keep it lower than it would if it was trying to hit 1080. Mm, I don't think he even tries to hit 1080 on. No, like 900. I think he's lucky if he gets to 720. Yeah, but yeah, other than that, um, if you're if you're mostly playing, if you're like a Switch Lite user, I reckon this is probably a good good game to play. If you've got nothing else to play on, you're a Switch Lite user. But if it, I was, if if not, then I don't really, I can't recommend it. Like, that's kind of the problem is, unless you're predominantly playing on the go, there's no reason to get this. I don't know, man. I mean, I'm still going to play all the way through. Games. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to give this one, um, I'm going to give it a David Spade. It's not great. Not great at all. Is that, wasn't that a racist slur? What, David Spade? 
Spade. What? You know, no, you the racist one's Rob Schneider. Around. He's also an anti-vaxxer. Oh. You're a view, Anne. Dropping stuff. Yeah, you are, because you're playing with ah! stuff. Right. That's my light. Um, They can't see light through a podcast. <laughs> Elon Musk is going to give us Did a you just say You were about that. to say not with that attitude, and then mm. trying to come up with a different joke. I'm with a different joke. Not successful. Shut up. Right, um, I need to fill time because I don't. I can't remember all the things I've done this last couple of weeks. What have I even watched? Ah, uh, okay. Let's talk. Okay, let's fuck you about Just Cause Four. Okay, yeah. Let's see I started playing it on PS4. Oh yeah, how's that going? Not not massively far into it, but um, it looks like a really old PS3 game. Yes, on PS4. Um, I was trying to see if I had another version of it. I, I, I would have thought I would have got it in a humble bundle by now, or it was on Game Pass, but it's not anymore. It was on Game Pass a while back. I remember it yeah. being on there, but it's not anymore because I wanted to see it on a different console. Because like this PS4 version, like it runs sort of smoothly enough. It does stutter all over the place and things, but it's like it's playable fine. Yeah, but um, you know, and I've, I've liked in theory what's going on so far. But I've spent so long, like. Not just with the graphic, you can't do much about the graphics, you can't do much about the resolution or anything like that, but just fiddling with the HDR, with the brightness settings and everything to try and make it look normal, and mm. it doesn't. Like, with HDR off, everything looks, like, super bitty and weird. And oh, it has, that, it has look... that weird texture effect. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with everything, but when you put HDR on and you get a higher range of colour and stuff, mm. it just blows out all the colours a whole bunch. Oh. And it's like it's not calibrated properly for HDR. And my, I've, everything else I play on HDR looks fine. Mm. This, just, I can't... Like, the settings for it, there's brightness, and it's got HDR in brackets next to it. Mm. So you can adjust that, but, like, you can turn that number a massive amount, and it doesn't seem to change hardly anything. And then there's max brightness on the HDR, mm. and it's not in any units of numbers. There's no comparative images. There's no... Here's your black scale. Here's your. There's just there's like a bunch of squares going across the screen that don't seem to be affected by the HDR side of things. They just seem to be regular squares, and that was really irritating me. So I just it like I can't decide if I should just turn it off or try and get it to somewhere that looks sort of pos- passable. Yeah, it just makes everything look weird. Like man, game uh. itself, it's, it's fine. It's more just cause. Um, they've changed a few things up. It seems to be less based around like you don't seem to be you know, taking over... Because you just have to destroy all the red stuff in a certain area, didn't you, to yeah. blow it up? Don't seem to do that now. Um, you can cause chaos by blowing stuff up. Mm. Um, but, you know, I kind of miss that progression that used to be there. I, I think the last one I played was free. And yeah, free, free, they, had, free had, like, yet to cause so much chaos before you could open up the next area. Yeah, and free, free did it really smartly because I remember that one and two, you had, like, the whole area, and as you did stuff, it would slowly turn a different colour. Whereas in free, you had specific red zones that were like mini missions, essentially. So you take out like an army. Yeah, yeah, base. stuff to do as you fly them out. Yeah. In the fourth one, like building up chaos lets you get more troop squads to send into other areas next to where you've already taken over. So you can take over those areas and make them safer, mm. which is what you're aiming to do. But it just kind of feels like there's not those little mini missions to do in between. It's all it's all story or side missions. There's no, no like, spont- doesn't seem as many spontaneous things but i'm only a few hours into it um i mean there is some stuff like there's take out those um surveillance airships that are flying around yeah um i just crashed one of them into the trees um because i didn't have any explosives on me when i did it um but you know it's still just cause style stuff like you know calling your your helicopters and your airships and oh, all that was and... so good now i'm thinking about it 
Freeze a solid game, apart from the PC version, is unstable as feck. Hmm. Um, I remember playing that, and it crashed the first time. I went back to that bridge you blow up at the start. Yeah. Um, which rebuilds itself, I think. But, uh, but um, the fourth one, it's it's fine for what I played so far. I'll, I'll it's weather effects. That weather bit. That's the big thing from the fourth one. It's the weather effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get where well, there's like at the start, you have like a whole mission, and he makes a lightning storm happen. Yeah. The bad guy, who I think is meant to be Rodriguez, Rico Rodriguez's dad or something. Oh, okay. Oh, why no, did you sneeze? Oh. Yeah, it was me. That was totally me. Yeah. But, um, no, it's fine, fine enough. It seems to be... It's weird, though, because the story seems to be taking itself a bit more seriously than the previous ones, especially the second one. The second one's really... The second one's really goofy. Hmm. Yeah. But um, at the same time, like, you go through the vehicle selection, there's, like, you know, ice cream trucks with rocket launchers on them and stuff, and there's a tuk-tuk with a guitar-shaped bazooka on top of it. Like, and then DLC, there's stuff like there's a dog dog car. It's like a car that looks like a dog, and you can. Oh, have, like Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, there's yeah. a little toy tank. Yeah. To drive around, and it's like you're putting all that silly stuff in there, but the game itself seems to be going more serious, and it's mm. like it tries to do the whole thing where you at the start where you wander through like, oh, this is where all the people are sad and poor, and they're living in a really dangerous uh, place. They tried to do an Expendables too. Yeah, they try to make you feel bad for the people, and it's just and then, yeah, it, I mean, the helicopter flies by and it just flies off. Then there's a whole like the they try to siege the town and you fight him back. Although it's all in a cutscene, don't get to do it yourself. Oh good. Um, yeah. But it's one of those things where it's trying to make you feel sad for the people and stuff to make sure you know it's a serious game about hmm. serious problems. Of course. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, it's like they're fun enough, but they, it's like they seem to be making themselves like like an important drama a little bit. Hmm. No one's having fun anymore so far. I don't know. Maybe it'll lighten up. Maybe we'll have a lot of fun later. Maybe, Maybe we'll have a Maybe. wacky adventure. I'm assuming not, though. No. But, you know, these these things should be just... I mean, it should be just dumb. It should be a John Cena movie. It should be... <laughs> ah, like... What was that film that they recently did? Something Fire. John Cena? Yeah, he was in, like, a comedy film with kids, and it was, like, a fucking fireman. No idea. Yeah, I don't know. Rash Pants. Rash Pants, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rash of Fires. Wasn't even Blockers? Yeah, that's a good film. Yeah, he's um, really good in that. The one with Rebel Wilson. Sisters. He's in. No, he's in. He's in Blockers and he's in Sisters. Uh, Blockers is the one where the the parents are trying to find out what's going on with their kids because they think the kids are all planning to have sex on the same night, and they're trying to stop it because they don't want the kids to leave. And then, um, and then Sisters was the one where Amy Poehler and um, Tina Fey are sisters, and they go back home to have one last big party, and he plays a drug dealer that has like a snake tattoo going all the way around and down and uh, and he is just this stoic fucking terrifying human being and Bobby Moynihan knocks him out at one point because Bobby Moynihan is like he didn't he was acting that's, oh, yeah, that's true yeah but Bobby Moynihan at one point they get confused by films. like his whole character in the film is that irritating person who just does impressions of people and he's doing the Scarface impression he's like oh I've got to find maybe you'll get it if I and he's like looking for it and he finds what he thinks is icing sugar as actually coke. Oh, well, he's, he's wild doing hip-hop. tons of coke and uh, and just losing his fucking what mind. A zany misunderstanding. It's quite funny afterwards because the next day, so when he saw what he thought was icing sugar. Yeah, and decided to snort it like coke. Yeah, thinking it was icing sugar. Yeah, because normally coke. you'd snort icing sugar. Yeah, yes. And then at the end, there's a great bit where after everything's obviously the party goes horribly wrong in Sisters, and everything gets destroyed. And Bobby Moynihan wakes up and calmly walks into the, the kitchen where the parents are chastising the two two daughters. And he just goes, he goes, 
Hi guys, thank you for. Uh, you need to talk up towards the microphone. He, he just he goes up to him and very calmly just says, "Hi there, guys. Uh, thank you for a lovely evening. Um, I'm gonna find a way home because uh, apparently last night I swallowed all of my credit cards. And then this this Asian lady that they met earlier in the film, uh, they they think they met her at, like a nail salon. She just she just appears and she goes, "He ate my hearing aid because I also ate her hearing aids. Uh, so hopefully I pass those soon." <laughs> she's, she's just like, "I'm gonna marry him." And <laughs> they just fuck off together. I was like, oh, okay. It's a character arc. <laughs> Maybe he was a racist before. Why are you going on about that? I have no idea. I'm going mad. Slowly but surely I'm going mad. Right, sorry, you were talking about John Cena. No, I wasn't. <laughs> yes, you were. No. You said there's John Cena movies that you mentioned blockers. No, you so did. I started talking about sex sisters. No, I just... Firehouse Down. Is that what it's called? No idea. What are you on about? It's called Keeping Michael I was on about Just Cause 4. Oh, yeah, sorry. Talk about Just Cause 4. It's all right so far. Right, your review. Wait a second. I ain't got much to say about it. It's, <laughs> no, I know. It's another Just Cause so, game. It didn't work very well. You played it on PS4 and and you tried to find it on something else that you may have had it on and you couldn't find it. And it just you're really unhappy with the way it looks on PS4. It just looks like poo. The third one looked all right on PS4, if I remember correctly. Was it on PS4? Was it on Xbox? It was on one or the other. I played it on one or the other. Um, I think Just Cause 3 has probably been my favourite one of all of them so far. I know 2 was good, but 3 was the one where you had the, the grapple line that you could draw two things mm. together. Yeah. So you could tag someone to a fucking tanker, shoot the bottom of the tank and just watch it fly up. With this one, you get balloons. <laughs> How you is can, that better? You can attach balloons to things. So, so it's essentially if just... trucks are chasing you, you fire a bunch of balloons at them and it floats off into the air. And you, you can't chase you anymore. It's funny. Can you shoot the balloons after the fact? You can just hold down; they all pop. <laughs> so you can lift the guy up into the air and then just pop the balloons, just and he goes space ah, and then... on the floor. Do you remember portable ops? Wasn't that how you caught people in that? Can't remember. In Metal Gear ops? Solid Five, you could, couldn't you? Yeah, you could use the balloons. To... Yeah, in Metal Gear Solid Portable Ops, that was how you caught people. That's how they initially started the whole thing with the balloons. With maybe <laughs> you love balloons. I like Metal Gear Solid Five. I was really tempted to try and play through that again recently. But it you never a, played for it. I didn't. No, I never completed it. It is a fucking no, log game. Yeah, you completed all the way through, didn't you? Yeah. You got to the end. Did all the stuff that they said was the second chapter, and it wasn't. It was just a few random missions and maybe a cutscene every yeah. fight, seven or so missions. Funnily enough, you, you played on Xbox 360, if I remember no. correctly. I played on PC. <laughs> Xbox 360? You were like, I refuse to upgrade. I'm going to play Metal Gear Solid Five as it was intended. On the Xbox 360. No. Which I booted up. I booted up my Xbox. Your power power thing works, by the way. Thank you for yeah. lending that to me. So now I've just got a broken Xbox. Yeah. Also. So I booted up my Xbox um, the other day, and I found out that I've got Spider-Man Web of Shadows on there. I don't remember buying that game ever in my life. Uh, that was... That was a Games with Gold game at some point. I thought Shattered Dimensions was the game. No, I've got game. Web of Shadows. Have you? Yeah, the one with Venom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've Venom. got that. Yeah, that was definitely like a freebie or something, because I wouldn't have brought it. No, I wouldn't have bought it either. But I tried playing it, and it is bad. It's not great. No, it's not. Um, But anyway, sorry, my next review. um, I'm going to review The Stand. What, the 1990s? 2021's movie. 2021's The Stand, starring um, Alexander Skarsgård, James Marsden, Ezra Miller. It's got Greg Kinnear in it. Whoopi Goldberg's in there. 
Oh, lots of people. Thingy Wolf, Nate Wolf. This is the one about a bunch of people standing around, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it's actually about a cardboard standee. No, it's the uh, the age-old Stephen King book about God and the devil and, you know, don't have babies with the devil because the devil gives you babies that are demons and there will be Goldbergs born and whatever the fuck. Um, so, 1998's The Stand was a pretty entertaining little made-for-TV flick. You know, Matt, Fu- Matt Frill was in it and had Gary Sinise and... Who else was in it? Rob Lowe was in it. Oh. Rob Lowe and also uh, the guy who voices Patrick in Spongebob was in it oh. I can't remember his name um, but you're talking about the new there's a new one yeah 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 yeah. I was getting to that yeah we'll so, just get to it yeah <laughs> 2021 to the stand um, yes yeah, God and the Devil God goes go to Boulder and then the Devil goes go to Vegas and uh, God is Whoopi Goldberg and the Devil is Alexander Skarsgård um, yeah and uh, yeah he's evil yeah, and he, he says to people, hey, do evil stuff. And they're all like, yeah, cool. And then uh, Whoopi Goldberg's like, probably don't do evil stuff. And they're like, yeah, cool. And uh, and then Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller dresses like Silence from Metal Gear Solid, oddly enough. <laughs> I did not think about that when I was talking about MGS. Silence. Silence, you know, the girl that wears just the strappy bra and then a pair of pants. Ezra Miller, Ezra Miller is wearing that exact same outfit all through this film, this series. You have to narrow it down, Metal Gear Solid. So it's the naked woman with the sniper rifle That's, in the film. The name's one. Quiet. Quiet. Fuck, I'm sorry. Such an Silence idiot. was Jeez, the don't old know your Metal Gear man. Solid cut. Silence was the old man. Yeah, who wore a bikini. You, yeah, if you put the clock forward a week, then you took the bikini. It's called off. The End. The End. That Jesus. Sorry. Don't know your Metal Gear Solid lore. It's all bullshit. Um, uh, what was the story of MGS4 again? But there was five <laughs> scenes. <laughs> Patriots. Yeah. They were going to expose the Lali Lula <laughs> Yeah. And then um, Raiden shows up for a bit and there's like about half the game's good. That was the story of Metal Gear Solid 4. So it was nothing to do with, the, with them exposing. No, man, the cutscenes were turning my <laughs> controller off because they were taking so <laughs> long. so long, yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, but yeah, anyway, the stand, good and evil, um, and a group of people and they, they get together and stuff. It's exactly the same as the 90s. Narrowed it down. <laughs> it's exactly the same. As Star Wars, good and evil, yeah, yeah, and a bunch yeah, of people yeah, get yeah. together and stuff. Yeah. Um, they. It really is. It's. It doesn't add anything to the series that we didn't see in the 1998 one. Yes, special effects are better. Yes, there's a little bit of an expansion on some of the lore stuff, but it's not enough to really warrant an entirely new version of it. Like, maybe a mini-movie, maybe like two hours. But it was... I think it was ten episodes in total... Well, the TV movie was like four, four two hour low, two hour long things. Yeah, but it's about the same. But yeah, so um, I mean, there are some good things. Original Barkley in the old one. Who? Uh, you know what's his face from the A Team? Um, can never remember his name. Face. Uh the crazy one. Yeah. Oh, um, he plays Barkley in Star Trek. No, that's Matt Frewer. No, it's not Matt Frewer. No, no, no. You're thinking of Matt Frewer, who's in this one. Who's, no, sorry, who's in the 1998 one? He played the radioactive guy, the guy who found Matt the Matt Frewer was a fake time traveller in Star Trek. Oh, right, okay, yeah, but Matt Frewer is the person you're thinking of, and he plays <laughs> he plays a plays a, an arsonist who collects a nuclear bomb, which is who Ezra Miller plays in this one. Oh. Oddly enough. Yeah. Oh. So Ezra Miller comes... So let's talk about some of the bits I enjoyed. Ezra Miller does not know what the fuck he is doing, and he is clearly a fucking weirdo, and in this, he is In told, the show. 
In the show and in real life. Yeah. In this, he's told he is an arsonist, and we meet him blowing up an oil tanker with like small explosives after like the world has ended, after everybody's got this disease called Captain Trips. So it wipes out 97% of the Earth's population. Yeah, that's the so. main plot. Yeah. And so Ezra Miller plays a character that is like just blowing shit up and just being an arsonist out in the wild, and he doesn't really care about people, and he's, he's mostly just a nut job. And we meet him, and he is, no word of a lie, making fucking velociraptor noises. <laughs> and doing the expressions of a velociraptor, like, he's... Dwight Schultz, that's the actor's name I was thinking of. Was he in the stand? I'm going to find out. <laughs> I reckon he was. <laughs> so Because it was made for TV in the 90s. Yeah, of course he was true, in yeah, it. Yeah. That's why Matt Frewer's in it. Oh, I bet Matt Frewer's in Justice League, isn't he? Yeah, probably. Zack Snyder loves him. They've recast uh, Miles Teller. No, uh, Miles Dyson. <laughs> the fuck Dwight Schultz did the voice of Odin in Marvel vs. Capcom 3? That sounds about right. God, blind. The bad one, yeah? No, that was alright, Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Yeah, Marvel vs. Capcom 3. It was Infinite, wasn't it, that was bad? That's, no, not Marvel vs. Capcom. Hang on. Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Oh, right, yeah, that's okay. Um, but yeah, he makes Velociraptor noises. And just like... How do you know what noises Velociraptors make? Like, like movie Velociraptor, Or like a kid making... Like, Dinosaur noises. Yeah. It's just real crap. <laughs> it's it's not very good. James Marsden does his best with the material he's given, but for the most James part... James Marsden's in it as well. Yeah. For the most Cyclops. Part, yeah. For the most part, James Marsden's just playing... Lois Lane's cucked boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. For the most part, James Marsden is just playing, like, a nice guy. He's just playing James Marsden yeah. and everything. Does he have a little computer-generated animal friend he hangs out with? No, he doesn't. Yeah. He does get a dog at one point, because he falls down a thing and breaks his leg, and then he... In the original miniseries, that was the point where he got sick. So he got ill with the disease, Captain Trips. And he saw a... He sees like a ghostly apparition of um, Rob Lowe, who was deaf at the deaf when he was around in the real world. And then he comes back as a spirit. And he goes... He, he tells Patrick from Spongebob how to make the cure for the virus, the Captain Trips virus. And he gives it to him and then he's better. And then they have a baby that's immune. And they're like, maybe we'll be okay after all. What one are you talking about there? Both of them. They're just yeah. the same. There's no fucking point in watching either of them. <laughs> just read the book. One of the one of the good things about this is they really up the ante on the illness, on the like the disease, like what the disease does. Okay, he wasn't in the stand. Yeah, didn't think so. Of course he fucking wasn't, because I know the stand. I've watched it. I've lived it. Um Captain Trips in the original one, it just sort of gives you a bloody nose and bloody ears and makes you cry blood a little bit. Whereas in the new one, it gives you like this massive fucking lump underneath your neck that fills with just bile and bacteria and just chokes you eventually. It oh, just I've had that. completely destroys your airways. Mm. And people that get it look fucking gross. And it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool to see them, like, use the budget for something like that. Um, what else is good about this? James Marsden gets an episode where you sort of... he He's one of the first people to interact with someone who's got the disease who doesn't come down with it themselves. So they sort of they put him through a bunch of tests to see if there's any antibodies they could take advantage of, and there's a whole episode that's just um, it's half him and then half another character. The other character is just the worst and really boring. But his story, seeing him like with all these military professionals and seeing him try and like help them find a cure and all this other shit, it's really interesting, really sweet, and it ends with um, ends with a really nice cameo by um, the guy from Justice League who played Commissioner Gordon. J.K. Simmons, that's it, yeah. He got ripped. Yeah, he did. He got ripped for the stand. (laughs) The Um, fuck is going on with Alexander Skarsgård's IMDb profile pic? That's how I want to see Alexander Skarsgård. Hot. 
hot. He forgot his trousers. No, he's smart casual. Smart on top, <laughs> casual on bottom. Yeah. I'd fuck that. Um, but yeah, The Stand, not good. Oh, Alexander Skarsgård's actually really good in it. Amber Heard's in it. Yeah, she is. Yeah, sorry, I forgot about her. She plays Easily forgettable actress. No, she plays she plays a character that's prophesied to have the Antichrist born into her. Mm. In the original, she sort of was catatonic until she saw that her friends were being killed, and then she throws herself out a window. Mm. In this one, she is um, she's basically just going along. She's like under a trance or something. Um, and then one of the characters shows her her face and says, look what you're, what's happening to you. You don't look, there's something wrong. And she looks and she's all fucking gaunt and zombie-like. And he's like, this is what it's doing to you. And she's like, no, you're lying to me and pushes it away. And then she jumps out a window. Yeah. Yeah. All pretty boring. Oh, the guy from The Mule's in it. Do you remember that film? The one where he shoves all the cocaine up his asshole. And then he, and then he's put, like, they're like, you put cocaine up your bum. There's a guy here. In this, show, in this, he plays a character called Suited Man. Yes. Um, his name, I'm pretty sure, is actually just the location. Okay, what's his name? Camden Fitness. No, that's his name. Ca- oh wait, there's an L in there. For Camden Filtness. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure Camden Fitness. No, is a- they named him after where he was born. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that Camden Fitness. Yes. Yeah. The but there's a guy. There's a there's a famous actor called Texas Battles. <laughs> I mean, he was in Final Destination Three. Brian Cranston was in this. Yes. As the president. Yes. Very yeah. brief. Yeah, I'm bored now. I've run out of things to scroll through. But yeah, so, um, <coughs> so it's just, it's just no not No more very, credits to look at. Yeah. It's just not very interesting. And it, in a world where religion mm. is no longer, no longer considered in the same way. I know it's made in America, so they're always fucking chatting shit and going on about fucking God and Jesus and all this stuff. I'd, I believe in God, but I want to shoot my neighbour. Yeah, that's exactly what the Bible told you, you fucking stupid cunt. But yeah, in a world where that sort of, that idealism exists, you could have made something really interesting. Because it's no longer so Yeah, but instead they based it on a Stephen King book. But yeah. But they, like, he gave him permission to update it, like, he gave him a new ending. The ending's terrible. They gave him permission to give him money. Yeah, that's true. So in the end, like, in the original miniseries, it ends with a kid being born, and they're like, well, this is the future. And then there's, like, a hint that maybe, maybe there is that grey area. Maybe people aren't just purely good and purely bad. There are, like, some people that are, like, that can do bad and good things. Um, in this, there's an extra episode beyond the miniseries where they decide they're going to travel off and try and set up some sort of small holding somewhere. You know it's linked to Dark Tower, don't you? Yeah. Um, Everything's linked to It and Dark Tower and all the other shit. Stephen King's got a universe. I know, I know. But anyway, so this, it ends, like, there's an extra episode over the miniseries where they, like, sort of drive off and they're trying to find a small holding where they can just basically live off the land so they can have, like, some crops and stuff and just just live a quiet life away from, like, making all the decisions in town because they're both, like, sort of council leaders. Um, And she's, like... The woman is like, Stu, you go and you get some stuff from town and then you come back, we'll live here in this little farmhouse they found. And it's like, okay, fine, whatever. Um, And she's going to go and check the water. And she goes and she tries to pump the water. And as she's pumping, she's like, oh, there's no water coming out. So she puts her hand in and a CGI rat comes out and bites her hand. And then she, she falls down a fucking well. She falls right down that well. And then, like, the whole episode is her talking to Alexander Skarsgård and having this battle of wills with this this demonic presence and he's saying I can save you all I'm, all I'm asking is that every so often you let me see through your eyes and she says no to him Stu comes back and that saves her that seems like a pretty s- sweet seems deal like pretty, yeah uh, Stu comes back and saves her and then as he's saving her there's a small black child that's sitting there and he's like Mother Abigail and she's like I guess 
And then she heals her. Like, literally does, like, Jesus hands to heal her. And I was like, the things you could have done with this. Because the God... The budget they had. The budget they had. Like, the money behind this. And they did this. Like, like I said... They do Tommy Knockers next year. (laughs) Exactly. Do Langoliers. Langoliers, but they don't change a single thing. Yeah. And when it's the same CGI effects. Yeah, Pac-Man with fucking drill bits for his mouth. And I watched that it? when who's it came it? out. Do, uh, who was the guy? The guy from Man Perfect Strangers, wasn't it? Possibly. Well, the pedophile, probably. N- no, the the evil guy with the suit who yeah. stays behind. Because you know they say, like, we've got to return to our... We need to... What is it they do? They have to crash into that other plane or whatever it is? I don't know. It was some bollocks. I don't care. Stephen King's The Stand 2021. It's dog shit. Don't watch it. I give it an answer. Like, there are good things about it, but it's not worth watching 10 hours of TV to find those good things. It's no Maximum Overdrive. No, which, you know what, deserves to be a cult film because it is so fucking stupid. It's great. Stupid. It's a fantastic film. It's proper adult entertainment. Do you know what? I watched the Paramount trailer the other day for the Star Trek stuff they're doing and they said that Picard was the first adult drama in Star Trek history. And in the same thing, they also said that Star Trek Prodigy was the first children's cartoon they've done of Star Trek. And I'm, both of those things are very wrong. Yeah. In all sorts of ways. I mean, in fact, one thing could be said to be both of those things. I mean, Star Trek Animated wasn't just for kids. That had, like, adult episodes. Well, Star Trek, the animated series, was, was a kid's show. <laughs> was, yeah, I know, but it had, like... There's more, an episode where they find a giant Spock. Yeah, but they had more adult themes in there. They still had the same sort of level Not of... Not really. I mean, it was they went to a planet and weird shit happened. I thought they still had, like, the same level of, like, sci-fi shenanigans in some episodes. It was more so. It was just more like, here's a weird creature someone's drawn. Oh. And and then there's that one episode where there's a giant Spock everyone knows about. Here's that thing that we couldn't make because the budget was too small for the main TV show, so we made it here. Yeah. Woo! Your review out. What am I supposed to review? Something. Am I supposed to have four things? Yeah. Okay, now. Four uh, random things. Um, I had an idea and it's gone out of my head and I had a thing. Ah! Let's talk about an old film. Okay. Godzilla vs. Gigan. 1972's Godzilla film. Cool. Fucking classic. It doesn't have Godzuki in it, does it? No. Good, thank fuck for no, that. No, no, I don't yeah. think so. Oh, no, I think he appears briefly, but it's stock footage. Because um, it's this, this, this era where they just use some stock footage. So, Godzilla vs. Gigan, I thought I hadn't seen before, but it turns out I had. I've even reviewed it on my old film site years ago. Oh, really? Yeah, so I forgot. I didn't remember until a little way through it when I saw the villain's lair. The villain's lair is a theme park they've built, right? And their main base is a giant Godzilla-shaped statue. Okay. It's like a big old building of Godzilla, and their base is in its head. Yeah. And it's the big attraction for the theme park, which they they claim the theme park's going to introduce the world to total peace. Uh, it's a really strange idea. They're aliens, cockroach mm-hmm. aliens. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's very normal. I'm on board. Um, and the manga artist is hired by them to create some monsters for the theme park, you know, to encourage peace somehow. Mm. Yeah. Um, and he starts getting suspicious. And then there's a girl he bumps into who's been investigating them because her brother was working with him and he disappeared. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they try to figure out what's going on. The, the villains are going to use some weird radio wave things, this weird signal to attract two monsters from space. Apparently, the whole idea is to basically attract monsters from space to wipe out humanity, 
that's their idea of a total peace. The cockroaches inherit the earth. So it's essentially the orca from Godzilla King of the Monsters. What? The orca, the device they use to draw the monsters to them using whale sounds. I recently watched Godzilla vs. King... No, not Godzilla vs. King Kong. I watched Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Oh, you're on about the... Yeah, yeah the new the, one. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I mean, this is, you know, it's a bit more complex than that. They've, they've put it in a giant Godzilla statue. Oh, right. So very complex, oh, I see. Yeah. That's why it's, it needs more wires. Yeah, they also have one that will summon Godzilla, but they don't oh. want to use that one. But they made it. To be fair, I don't blame them. So, because their backstory is they come from another planet where humanoids, like, you know, killed the planet and died from their, you know, industrialization and stuff. Sounds better. Because right. all the 70s Godzilla films are about, you know, environmental issues. To be fair, they're going to be the ones laughing when that's what happens. And the cockroaches inherit the earth. And, the cockroaches and you know what? Inherit, yeah. I've seen people before saying this is the terrible Godzilla film, and I'm like, you wash your mouth out. This film's great. <laughs> Film's fantastic. Compared to what? Fucking Son of Godzilla. This was this is when Godzilla Show Warrior was going through an Aesons. It had a rough patch for a few years. And then we got, you know, Godzilla vs. Hedera, which Godzilla vs. Hedera is great, and people need to recognise that. That's the one with the big sludge monster that's pollution incarnate. Mm. Um and Godzilla vs. Gigan is just a good old time. You get Godzilla and Guirus teaming up to take on Ghidorah and Gigan. It's another one of these Godzilla films where they name it after Godzilla clashing with one monster, but there's a bunch of other ones because, you know, the kids want to see the other monsters. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's a good fun time. I like the characters in it. There's like, you know, this, the guy's um, girlfriend, who's not really like a main character for most of the film. She just sort of, she nags him a bit. He's drawing a character, a monster, and it's like a monster of nagging. It's meant to be a, you know, a nagging mother yeah. monster. And he's giving it a texture on her, on the chest. It's like this tartan texture, which looks exactly like her jumper. <gasps> Subtext. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you think she's just regular girlfriend who's a bit sort of like, you know, you should go out there and get a real job and stuff. And then one bit, bad guys have got guns pointing at them and she comes through the door and she just instantly kicks their asses mm. as if it's nothing. And she's just like, yeah, I can do that. It's like, turns out she's a badass. <laughs> it's like, maybe, maybe she's got a point. You know, maybe she makes something of yourself and then you can karate chop aliens like she can. Um, but it's a good, fun, silly film. I like it. Then when when G- Ghidorah and Gaiden are coming, Gigan are coming through space. They're just like tiny, probably about three inch tall, rubber plasticine looking models. Yeah, they're just being dragged along on strings while the noises play over them. And it looks it looks glorious. It looks lovely. They've got a little little blue background. They've stuck pinholes through and shone a light through to make it look like stars. And there's a little rubber Godzilla, Gigan and Ghidorah going. That's all you need in life. It's what films should be about. Like they should do that in the modern Godzilla films. When, when a big old alien comes to Earth in the next Godzilla film, I want to see a little rubber model being just st- waved along on a piece of string. Films aren't made like they used to be. <laughs> yeah. Do you think maybe there's a reason for that? I don't know. What I like though is that people. He said the new Godzilla film was like some people said there was too much human stuff in the new Godzilla film. Like, did you watch that? Hmm. Like. And then some people complain it was too silly and too stupid and there was so much ridiculous stuff going on it. And I'm like, have you seen Godzilla films? The villains in this one are cockroach aliens from a planet that was destroyed by environmentalism who have set up base inside a giant statue of Godzilla they built, which apparently is going to help reunify the world to peace. Like That reminds me so much of that fucking weird... <laughs> what was that weird... The, ins- the insectivores, whatever it was, the thing where it was like... It was based on a manga that was based on an anime. No, sorry, it was based on a manga and then turned into an anime and then turned into a film directed by Takeshi Miike. And it was 
these people went to Mars and they had in the period of time training to nothing go to good Mars. happens when Japanese people go to Mars have you ever seen Japanese films where they go to Mars no bad I, stuff I assume they got there first with Total Recall and that's why it went to shit I mean Carmen Rider Build the guy touched a weird cube on Mars and yeah. it infected his brain and took him over with an alien entity which then split Japan into three parts with a giant wall I'm rereading um, Invincible and they have a great like a great villain from Mars because they've got the Martians which are just the, like um, Martian Manhunter the Mark Wahlberg film no no, that'd be great, wouldn't it? He Always goes to an space. American football player. Hey there, I'm Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I come from Earth. I play football. I punch um, Koreans until they're blind. <laughs> no, that insectivores thing was actually really interesting there because they have like they basically they all get like it a, can't be a Japanese thing with that name. I, it might be something else. I might be getting it completely wrong. Probably. But that sounds like an American kids' cartoon in the eighties. It does. It, it, it's got the premise of one. So basically, mm. Japan sent like a bunch of fucking cockroaches and stuff up into space and Mars to like see if they could survive. So they spent like sent like these tiny colonies, and then what happened was they just turbo evolved for some reason into like mm. man-sized con- cockroach creatures. But they evo- they, they still bred at the same pace. So there's like millions of them up there, and Japan's like, I know how we can fix this. What we do is we send a bunch of our fucking astronauts up there but we give them the power of insects. And they've all got different insect powers. <laughs> and you can... They get, like, a quick eject. So they, like, they get... They do it once, and they get, like, a little bit of power. They're super strong, and they can use their powers to, like, fight back against the cockroach be- people. They can do it twice, and they go into their extended form, like, their, their super form, and they get even more powerful. But if they do it again, they might die. They definitely don't in the program. They just get super powerful, but they might die. <laughs> Um, this is silly. I don't like me it's, watching silly stuff like really this. It's really fucking good. I, I watch really serious it. dramas such I, as Star Trek. I think Picard. there's two films actually. I think there were like there was a sequel. No. Um, but yeah, there's loads of really good weird Japanese shit out there. It's fun to watch. I watched that The Gods Will Be Watching thing recently, and I watched Assassination Classroom. And The Gods Will Be Watching the Kevin Sorbo film. No, 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 no. <laughs> Um, and I'm a big fan of Kevin Sorbo. <coughs> he, I think he blocked me on Twitter for a little while because oh. I took the piss out of his film. Um, it was the one where it's like liberals want to take away your guns, <laughs> like, and then like there's like a bunch of people being rounded up to concentration camps. This was just as we found out about the Mexican people and the border being put into concentration camps. Oh, but that's okay because they're, <coughs> they're not the same people. Sorbo, can you stop coughing? Into Sorry, a coughing in general. All right. Yeah, it's no yeah. excuse. Just because you can't smell anything, it's my uh, it's my runner's cough. Mm. Yeah, that's not a thing. It is. No, it's not. It is. It's not. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's got yeah, bad. People get cough when they when they run, especially if they push themselves. Yeah. <laughs> is it both? Yeah. I guess. Sure. Should I talk about a thing? Yeah. Do you even have a thing to talk I about? I mean, I do, but do I want to talk about it? Well, you got no choice. What is it? You're not going to talk about the Ben Shapiro film, are you? No, no. It's dog shit. Why would I talk about that film starring Thomas Jane and uh, who's it that plays the police chief in it? I can't remember now. No, I'm not going to talk about that piece of shit. Why would anyone talk about review it? Review something. Terrible. I'm going to review Monster Hunter. <laughs> the Mili Milionovich. The Milionovich. You only just retweeted the podcast from no, two I did weeks it again. ago. You're not very good at sharing. I that, did it again. Okay. Um, Awesome. So I watched Monster Hunter starring Mila Jovovich, a director of Paul W.S. Anderson, who famously directed uh, other classics such as Resident Evil 1 through 7. And uh, He didn't and, direct all of them. Yeah, he did. No, he didn't. Did he not? No. no. He directed one? He directed one, 
Apocalypse and the one with Nemesis. Was that the second one? Yeah, that was the second one. So he directed one, two, and three. Yeah, something like that. He didn't direct them all, though. And Mortal Kombat. And Event Horizon. Yeah. He made one good film. Made a few good films. I mean, yeah, Mortal Kombat and Event Horizon. I'll give you those. Shopping. What was shopping? That's the film that got him the job on Mortal Kombat. Is it really? Yeah, it's a British film. It's got Daniel Craig in it. They, um, a bunch of people drive cars into the front of shops and oh, steal and stuff rob from them. them. Yeah. yeah. I remember that being an actual thing happening in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, simpler times. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Monster Hunter. It's Milianovich is the captain of an army team um, and they are driving through the desert trying to find out what happened to a lost group of soldiers. They come across this uh, this weird, like, it almost looks like a ribcage, like a monolithic. He directed like, the final chapter. Yeah, I thought so. It looks like a monolithic, like, sort of, um, almost like a Stonehenge, but it's assembled like a ribcage. And suddenly a storm comes in and they're transported into the world of Monster Hunter. Oh, into a different, different, the video game. Different world. Yeah, well, essentially. Into a completely different world, and then a bunch of... Well, all of the soldiers get picked off except for Mila Yonovich, and then she trains with Tony Jaa on how to kill the monsters. Uh, she also gives him chocolate, which I think is probably a bad idea, digestive-wise, if he's never had that much sugar. doesn't look like there's a lot of sweet stuff in this world. It's mostly desert and spiders and monsters, so I don't think there's a lot of sweet foods. So he probably hasn't had sugar before, so that's going to hit his system pretty bad. Yeah. Ron Perlman's in it. Yeah, that's nice for him. Yeah, Ron Perlman's in it, and he has the best wig I've ever seen. In fact, he is... Ron Perlman is a shining light in this, because not only is his explanation for him being able to speak English and not whatever the languages they speak there, is he had some people come through the portal before, and he learned their language from them, and now he speaks with... What I can only say is, like, an English accent by way of Queens and... <laughs> He's he's sort of drifted to what sounds like a New York accent, but it's just on the sly. Uh. So for the most part, he's like he's like, "Welcome to our planet, where a lot of the time there are these creatures, but sometimes there's not many creatures." <laughs> um, but he has this amazing wig. He looks like do you, do you remember the old like sixties and seventies um, um, monkey adaptations? You know the the um, journey. What was it? Monkey magic. Journey to the West. Yeah, like monkey magic. You know the hair he had, where it's like it was like going backwards. It looked a bit like Goku. But it was like done, it was practical because it was an actual TV show instead of a cartoon. Um, but yeah, he has hair like that, but bigger. Ah. And it's amazing to watch him just chew the fuck out of scenery. But then he gets real bored <laughs> real quick. And I think that the paycheck wasn't enough to keep him really in there. It's not like, you know how like in Pacific Rim he's in the film, he's like doing what he can with the material and he's, he's not got better a things to do this time. Yeah, yeah. I got, <laughs> he's got the knife. He's got the cool knife. And they're called shoes. No. Pacific Rim. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Um, but in this, yeah, just everyone seems more. Mila Yonovich, she's never been a good actress. I can't think of anything she's been in where she's been great. I think the last thing I watched during was Hellboy, and that wasn't very good. Oh, the new yeah, Hellboy. Yeah, she was in that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's just very bland. And there's like a scene where they're training, and like they've got these... 
Like they could, they could. Do have they some... do the thing where they say she's a French legionnaire? No, to excuse the accent. No, she's just American. Oh. No one, no one questions it. They've got like the big. They've they've like taken the weapons from Monster Hunter and gone fuck it. These people can have these weapons, which I am all for. I like the big goofy Power Rangers weapons. I think that's fun and that's silly and do that. I like it, but they don't go out of the way to actually have anyone show them getting like she's given this pair of swords and she's like oh yeah I know how to use it and she's doing all these tricks and stuff and he's like he's like oh okay clearly the army te- teaches you how to use fucking dual katanas or whatever like uh, yeah of course that happens and gives a fuck um, but she gets like it gets to a point where he's like he's got like a similar looking weapon he holds it up to the sun and he puts it together and he's shaking and then suddenly they catch fire and she does the same and then she drops her meal and she goes oh you've got to warn me when stuff does that and I was like you just don't fucking do it how much more warning do you want? You copied a man whose sword's caught on fire and you didn't expect them to catch fire. What is this? Where have you come from? Are you concussed? Is that what's happened? Are you injured? Is you not... It's just a bad film, mate. It's it's worse than the worst Resident oh, Evil shocking. film. shocking. It's worse Can't than the worst Resident Evil film. And the I final think, chapter. Yeah. And I think part of the problem is that they've got really, really interesting creatures because they have gone out of their way to create those creatures from the game and make them look realistic and make them look like big menacing threats. But then they've they've got a cast they wipe out in the first few minutes. So for about thirty minutes of the film, it's two people, and that's Tony Jaa who can't speak a fucking word that t- that Milianovic understands, and Milianovic who can't speak a fucking word that anyone can understand. <laughs> she's just she's just so bland, and like and like they come up with a plan on how to take out these big creatures, and then they find Ron Perlman, and you're like, thank fuck, someone else is in this film. And there's like this whole cast of people that suddenly appear in the parts when Ron Perlman's there, and you're like. Oh, okay. And then they introduce... They actually have the cat things in it. Oh, sweet. But they're only in for, like, five, ten minutes. Oh. And then the end fight against the big thing that, like, they, they find the portal to get back home. She's like, she can go home. And they find the portal and she jumps through. And she jumps through. The big fucking thing comes through. So it's in the real world. Oh, no. And she's like, oh, no. I can't let this destroy my world. And then for some reason it's so focused on her that it follows her back through the portal... And then the credits roll. And then there's a mid-credit scene where you see them fighting the giant monster with like these massive weapons. And there's like one of the cat things has got like a katana. It's flipping around, stabbing this giant. And it looks fucking great. And like, and then the credits continue to roll. Yeah. So the only time you see them like actually fighting the big monster is a mid-credit scene, which they tease. Tease a sequel. They tease the cat thing fighting it. Like it's all in that mid-credit scene. You see the cat in his eyes like go like he goes, oh, I'm gonna go get him, and like he grabs his sword and he runs down to go and fight, and he like he looks great, like mm-hmm. it's a CGI cat monster. Like again, the, again, it's just you can see the budget melting and being destroyed by a bad director who had the best intentions, gave the special effects team the time they needed, but didn't have a script. Well, the didn't special have an effects idea. team had the time because you know the film was meant to come out last summer. Yeah, that's true. But like, <laughs> but the problem is that you COVID just, gave them you the need, time. Like in the beginning, get rid of all that shit about the like. Get rid of like 10, 15 minutes of them driving through the desert being army people. Have it be five minutes. And have it be three or four people that all survive. And then Tony Jaa trains them. And then you've got, like... It's just like the game. Because you can have up to four people playing in just the game. Just watch episode two of the second series of Mandalorian. Yeah, that's true. That's a better Monster Hunter movie. Yep. Is it episode one? Two. No, it's not. Is it episode one with... The first episode's the, the one. The old snake thing. Yeah, the first yeah, episode. Yeah, the Kray Dragon. That's the first episode of season two. I've decided second two. I've decided second. Oh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it just... It, it, uh, I'm so annoyed. I, like, I'm not annoyed because it was made. I'm annoyed because they keep giving this fucking idiot money and he keeps making shit. 
And they don't like they they give him another if you gave this to like give this to someone who like one Adam of, Sandler. No, I was gonna say Adam Wingard, the guy uh, who just directed um, Godzilla versus King He didn't Kong. just direct Godzilla vs. King, King. Well he Kong. directed the guest. He directed it like two years ago. He directed the guest, <laughs> your next and stuff like that. Like get someone like that who knows this stuff. Like um who was it that did the first Godzilla? Gareth Edwards. Yeah. Yeah, Gareth Edwards. Give him Monster Hunter. Give him a film in which you have people that can fight these big monsters and they have these tools and stuff. Like Christopher Nolan should make a Monster Hunter yeah, movie. Yeah, it was Christopher Nolan. Set it in the real world. He'll bring it down to earth. Oh yeah, so this, this is another Adam Sandler. Realistic. This is why well, actually I'll tell you what. I'm going to make Rob Schneider worse than Adam Sandler now because Rob Schneider's an anti-vaxxer and Adam Sandler at least made uncut gems. So and you don't want to be accused of anti-Semitism again. No, well, not again. And at least Rob Schneider has been anti-Semitic, so if we shit on him a little bit, that's going to make me feel better. This is a Rob Schneider. It's a piece of shit. It's so... The problem is... I mean, Rob Schneider relies on Adam Sandler to get work. Exactly. Like, he is who's he. worse? If Adam Sandler didn't exist, Rob Schneider wouldn't have work. Yeah, but didn't they have a falling out? They don't work together anymore. I don't know. Because he wasn't in Grown Ups 2. They probably, he probably phones him up and goes, do you want some money? And he's like, yeah, sure. Just some money. Wasn't yeah. he in the one where they go to the um, African holiday? Blended. Yeah, he's in that, isn't he? Probably in blackface. Yeah, that's after Growing Ups 2. I don't know. I don't yeah. think he's in that. Terry Crews is in that. Yeah, poor Terry Crews. Shouldn't be in those films. It's Terry Crews in it. He'd be in what he wants. Like yeah. your ass. No, he's, he's against that sort of stuff. Um, not like, not gay sex, but um, just... Uh, being in your ass specifically. No, forced gay sex, I should say. Rape. He's against rape, as everyone should be. What? What? Your review, Ant. Follow up on that one. I'm going to review rape. <laughs> Both from the perspective of someone who has been, and also someone who is doing it. I'm watching a lot of horse fart videos recently. <laughs> anyway. Let's never, let's never talk about this again. It's not my fault. You just, you just, watch, you just watch free horse fart videos. Yeah. And then YouTube's like, All do you want to look at the horse farting? You. All recommended to you. I don't understand how that happens. I would like to see some different animals farting every now and again. Oh, yeah, you know? I think we all would. Cause... Give me a koala. I've never seen a koala fart. That would be lovely. The thing is that I fell for it a bunch of times. She kept yeah. saying, hey, do you want to come see something? <laughs> every time it was a horse farting. I like horses. Anyway, I watched a thing. I'm going to talk Tokusatsu. Oh, you talk Tokusatsu. Yeah. So, there was a weird little mini-series... That yeah. to- Toei put on their YouTube, didn't they? YouTube on their, they got a streaming service in Japan called the Toei Tokusatsu Fan Club, which is basically where they chuck all their Kamen Rider and Super Sentai and all the old shows and all this sort of stuff. Really nice streaming service, apparently. Apparently, it's all like really nice, crisp HD, you know, high def and everything. Mm. Um, which, you know, obviously you can only get in Japan because they don't want to let anyone outside Japan have it. But anyway, they did a little mini series. It was two mini series. There was. Zio versus well, Kamen Rider Zio versus Decade, the seven Geos. Yeah, and there was Kamen Rider Decade versus Geo, uh, House of something. The other I can't remember that. Well, that was cool, but it's Decade versus Geo, Geo versus Decade. Um, and I'm counting these together as one thing because basically one leads into the other. They aired there was three episodes in each, and they aired each week, and there were like ten to thirty minute long episodes each, and it was very sort of loose. It kind of it was like they ran simultaneously, but when you got to the end of the third episode of Decade versus Zio, it loops around to the start of the Geo versus Decade thing. Yeah. So before you even realise that you realise that you're meant to have watched them in an order that you couldn't have watched them in because the way they were airing them, they put them at the same time. So pff, confusions. Um, it's very strange. Yeah. 
Like if this was a film, it would be a, if it was like one film, which could easily have been, it would have been structured in one of those ways where it kept jumping back and forth, or oh, yeah. until you realised halfway through that one side of the story happened like two days ago, like like, like Saw Two. Um, oh, <laughs> Saw Two. Yeah. Yeah, where's my son? He's in a safe place. Camera pans to the safe. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, where I is I laughed he? out loud in the cinema when that happened. I really like it. Still. People looked at me. See, this is the thing. Like, sort but I'm not talking about sort. Sort of though, because the decade versus Geo thing. There's a bunch of people trapped in a house, and they're being made to perform a game by a masked character on a screen, and they have to go do stuff like, ah, oh, find water bottles in the house, and there's only enough for all of them minus one. If one person doesn't find it, that person gets killed. A monster's okay. unleashed and it kills them. Yeah. And they're all getting slaughtered. And it's like way more violent than the TV shows are. Um, you know, there's, there's people getting like blood splattered all over the place. And in the first episode of Geo versus Decade, you see monsters eating people and they're like, their arms are dropping onto the floor and their throats are being ripped open and stuff. That's the way you want it. Really, really violent. Like, Carmen Ride occasionally has a bit of blood, but you don't tend to get limbs being bitten off. Like, you won't have someone getting their whole arm just on the floor and blood splatting out everywhere. But that's what you want in a film. Um, and in a series. But the whole thing's like, it's entirely premised on trying to be a really big mystery and trying to figure out what's happening and stuff. Yeah. Um, and it felt kind of unnecessary. The The gist of it in the grand scheme of things is... Um, I love the fact that you said the gist of it in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> complex, man. That's too... too- this is, getting the gist is what Decade does, yeah. Yeah. Decade, for some reason, has been dragged into this world. He's the one who can help between dimensions Okay. in his show. Geo travels through time. Yeah. And he seems to believe that in order to stop whatever's happening, where worlds are being folded in on themselves and people from different worlds are being forced to compete in these games and stuff, he needs to find the real Geo, the one from the TV series. Yeah. Because he's the only one who can stop it. And it turns out the evil Geo, the one that was from a potential future... Because yeah. in the TV series, he's the whole things he's trying to stop himself becoming the evil Geo from the future. That yeah, seems to be life. a recurring plot in a lot of stuff recently. Yeah. Um, but he, apparently, he's behind it somehow. And the way it's all plotted out, you won't find out all those details until the very end. It's like if you watch them at the same time as they aired, you'll get a mystery in one shape. But if you were to watch them in chronological order, then it would still play out like a movie. I don't know why they just didn't release it as a special movie. Um, it's supposed to be the last time the guy who plays Decade's going to appear in it. Sukasa, whatever his name is, the um, character. Because um, he's been playing this guy for like 11 years now and he just sort of like, he keeps turning up. He's got to be the most committed person to this role because no one, no, no, no other Carmen Riders turn up years and years afterwards. Well, the Power Rangers have Tommy. No, they don't. Tommy's, Tommy's, they <laughs> Jason, can't keep him sorry, off the set. Jason. Jason David Frank. <laughs> but, um, he just keeps turning up. Can't stop him. He's not even in this episode. <laughs> But um, it was it was an alright fun thing. It had a bit of a battle royale film to it, like okay. you know. And then in the Geo versus Decade one, you had this whole thing where Geos from different dimensions all came to this one school location. It was like they're on an island, and there's all these copies of the school that he goes to. Yeah, and they've all ended up in the one school, and they're all like alternate reality versions. Of one of them's like straight up River City Ransom version of him oh cool um, he's just basically all up for fighting everything he gets killed school, yeah school he dies outfit. in no time when he no. appears um, you'd expect that the thing is I kind of the one that is definitely the real Gio um, the one from the series I can't there's something he does that's just sort of like made me think oh he can't be the real one because he wouldn't do that 
and that's they're cooking monster meat. There's a bit because right. they've got no food. They've been trapped in this school. So he's monster meat. So the monsters that are roaming around outside between, you know, in the wilderness that mm. they're not allowed to go into. That's been eating all the children. Um, whenever decade, whenever Zio beats one of them, they, I guess they're cooking the monster meat for the kids to eat and not telling the kids it's monster meat. Well, yeah. But um, I don't think he'd do that. You gotta do. What I you think can. he'd be like that's a bit disturbing. Nah. But it's it's a fun enough thing, you know. You get to see the main guy plays Gio Sugo is the name of Gio's human. This is human name. Gio's the deck karma name. Um, you get to see him playing a whole bunch of alternate versions of himself. Get to see him without his wig on because they always have wigs on, like because they want to have that anime hair. Yeah, but hair grows, so it's you know it's awkward. Um, because he's got a shaved head. Like he's got short. Oh, what in real life? Shaved head. Yeah. Head, so it? two of his alternate versions have that haircut, and the other ones all have increasingly floofy hair. Um, but you know, it's a it's a fun enough series. It's got some stuff going on. It's you know, it's just things happen. It's a weird. It's like having a, an addendum finale to the main show. But the thing is, the main show kind of had a pretty good ending. Yeah. Um. So it doesn't make sense for them to end it again. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of giving you the idea that. They didn't quite defeat Omegio in the end of the last one. He somehow was reborn as some other thing in a, in a dimensional pocket or some bullshit. Um, I would like to put a challenge to Toei, though, to try for five years to make a Carmen Rider film that doesn't involve time travel or ultimate dimensions, alternate dimensions, or the TV shows, for that matter. If you can just avoid time travel and ultimate alternate dimensions for five years, I will be impressed, because they have relied on that a lot in recent years. Like, it is crazy how much they've <laughs> relied mm. on it um like even like zio was all about time travel and then they like were bringing worlds together at the end and crashing worlds together to create a new worlds and carmen rider build had a movie where there was two alternate dimensions that were going to crash into each other and destroy each other somehow the dimensions they they visualized it by having two planets coming to oh them. right yeah, yeah but it's like dimensional <laughs> Um, and they, in that, they were like, that's bad. We have to stop this happening. So they stop it happening. And then to save the world at the end of the series, his plan is to crash all these different dimensions together in order to create a new dimension where the villain never existed. So, yeah, this constant, this, they, they just can't help themselves, Carmen mm. Rider. It's all sorts. They're just, I'm halfway through Carmen Rider Zero One, the most recent completed series. And I'm, I am expecting, no, I've had a time travel plot. There was a crossover with Carmen Rizio and they travel back in time ten years. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, I've had a time travel plot already. I'm waiting to hear Sabre then. Carmen Rider Sabre is the current series. Oh, there'll be a time travel plot on that. Yeah. No, wait a second, they have books that take them to alternate dimensions that are go. based on the books. Yeah. <sighs> Fuck's sake. You got exactly what you want in every series. Time travel episodes. Yeah. Carmen Rider Drive, a show about a car. A cop guy. Who's assigned a dry at a driving license school? Police officers, yeah, not cop guys. Solving AI robot based crimes. Every single one of his films involves time travel. Every yeah. spin off they did involves time travel. Because sometimes you can't catch the criminal in time, so you've got to be able to travel back and catch them when they actually commit yeah. the crime. Yeah, before they can be. They even did a Groundhog Day movie, like. Yeah, it's called Groundhog Day. Yeah, yeah. It's Groundhog they just they just photocopied they just photoshopped yeah, Bill Murray was a a mask yeah, Bill Murray. Every so often, they cut to his wrist and he was wearing one of the watches, and they're like, "Oh, I don't know what's watches. Happening. What? They have belts. Carmen riders have belts. You, you That's fool. Okay. You look like an absolute idiot now. Yeah, I do. Right. I don't know my Carmen rider. 
this Yo versus Decade thing, I wouldn't say it's necessary to watch it if you've watched the series. Um, it doesn't really add anything. I mean, you could have full stopped it right there. You could say, I don't think it's necessary to watch it. <laughs> that's it. That's... But if you want another finale, <laughs> you know, it's like watching those Evangelion movies. Do you remember that movie they did of Evangelion where people moaned about the ending of the series? So they did an ending that was more obvious. Except this has gone the other way. They've taken the obvious ending of the series and they've made something a bit more obtuse. I have so many issues with all of Evangelion. I don't really care about the movie at this point. That's great. I love Evangelion. Like, some of it's good, but then, like... Oh, you're you're too high and mighty for Evangelion, are you? You're too good for it. <laughs> Evangelion's a masterpiece. Robin Williams knew what Neon Genesis Evangelion was in one-hour photo. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Apparently that was his suggestion. <laughs> um, anyway, Carmen Rider Geo versus Decade, the Seven Geos, and Carmen Rider Decade versus Geo, the House of Something with Fates or some shit. I don't like any of this. this is leaving it's a way too much of a name. <laughs> why is this? Um, why is this a if you want to see people getting sliced to pieces, it's quite fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You've sold me. I'm going to watch it. There's a ghost in it. <laughs> there's a robot. Technically, if you believe in ghosts, there's a ghost in everything. Hmm. Narutaki's in it. Everyone loves Narutaki. Who the fuck is Narutaki? So Narutaki first appears in Carmen oh, Rider Decade. No, and he's a guy in a trench coat who constantly blames Decade for everything that's wrong with the world. I think I might have died. He just keeps hell. going, curse you, Decade. Curse um, you. And then every now and again he just sort of turns up and does stuff. And you're not sure what he is or who he is. He's just some weirdo. He's kind of like Q, but he has no interest in messing around with people. Oh, like Mr. Mitzel Plissett. He just sort of turns up and just like... Is it Mr. Mixel Plitlick? Plitlick? What is his name? Mixer Plitlick. Mixer Plitlick. Jesus, you kids today can't even pronounce your Mr. Mixer Plitlick. What Plitlick you're licking? It's a Mixer Plitlick. You've got to say his name backwards. Oh, right. What's his name backwards? Plitlick. It's Mixer Something like that. That was a joke, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. going to review yeah. your last thing? I am. I am indeed. I'm very, I'm very excited to talk about my last week. Oh. And would you know it, it's my birthday. That's not. And would you know it, it's not my birthday. <laughs> I played Mario 3D Land. Your birthday's like August? Close to September. September, yeah, because I remember it's really inconvenient. Yep. yep. Yeah, because everyone else's birthday's in September. You know what, it. my parents had the same thing when I was born, so yeah. well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Um, alright, so I played Super Mario 3D, 3D World on the, on the Nintendo time. Switch. Oh. On the Nintendo Switch. I also played it on the Wii U, but less about that <laughs> for now. Um, yeah, Super Mario 3D World. Um, great. It's a really, really good game. It's still a really, really good game. Oh, after it's Revelation, seven years after it was released. Is it seven? I thought it was ten. No. Seven years. Mm-hmm. So seven years after, yeah, it's still a really, really good game. And um, probably the most interesting thing of it, they've they've sort of used the re-release of this as a delivery method for Bowser's Fury, which I was, I've been playing as well and I've completed. And I get the feeling that that was actually going to be their next Mario game. What? I think that Bowser's Fury was being developed as a separate thing. But as a value proposition, they couldn't really justify selling it on its own. So they... Put it together with 3D World. Yes, I think it's more of them testing a streaming system for the technology to try and stream together locations like mm. Odyssey into one larger map. That's what I mean, though, because because I think that that's that's essentially they were going to make something like this that was just a big world that you go between destinations and you, um, and you sort of you travel to different destinations and collect stars. 
it's really fucking good, basically. Both of the games are really fucking good. And I actually wouldn't be too disappointed too disappointed to have spent, like, say, £25 alone on Super Mario 3D World, uh, on Super Mario Bowser's Fury. That's It's a really solid little thing. Mm. It's not long. I, I completed it today, and I only started it today, so it's not a long game. Have you got all the cat shines? No, I only, well, then. I only did half. <sighs> I don't know how many you need to complete it. But it's I, 10 million. No, it's not. I think like you only need to collect like a third of them to complete it. Like I can't remember. No, but um, but no, really enjoyed it though. I, as soon as I started playing it, there is something about that game and the way that they've used those Super Mario 3D World mechanics that just works beautifully, and you're you're immediately in there. It's it's a very modern way to um, adapt those those concepts and those technologies, and I really fucking enjoyed it. Enjoyed um, riding on Plessy. I didn't in 3D World, but I liked it in uh, Bowser's Fury. No, and you just ride Plessy all over the place and jump over things, and then mm. and then Plessy blows up the thing you're trying to pick up. Yeah, that happened. Um, <laughs> in in the levels where you ride Plessy in 3D World, <laughs> awkward as fuck. Yeah, I always miss stuff every yeah, time. I've, every there's one where time. I've got a star missing on one, and I just can't. I never get to it. I just no. can't bother. Um, awkward as fuck. Really irritating. Um, but then as soon as you get into that. As soon as you get to Bowser's Fury, you get that fucking space. You get the chance mm. to run around. It feels like that's what it was originally designed for. Mm. But obviously, that's nothing... Like... I'm pretty sure Plessy was designed as a Mario Party minigame. You reckon? Yeah. Um, First appears in one of the GameCube Mario Parties, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ah, that's interesting. Um, but yeah, all in all, really fucking solid. Probably probably a better package than than the three that we Your previously piece. got. Yeah. Um, the 3D 3D trilogy that we got before the 3D collection, like it's it's so much better than those games, and that's kind of weird, considering how much you got in that package compared to this. Um, after playing Galaxy as well, and uh, not Galaxy, um, Odyssey, I'd say that 3D World was the better game between the two. Ooh, controversial. I mean, I liked Odyssey a lot, but. I don't know why, but just something about those big sprites and the and the the sort of sprites, the, those big characters. Yeah, character bright model. colors. Yeah, they're not sprites. Jeez. Sorry, you're right. Yeah, fucking um, gee, you know, like you think you know gaming, you ain't even watched. Do you do you know gaming? <laughs> I haven't even asked myself the question by watching every YouTube. That asshole hasn't asked me once to do a voiceover on that. You said a lot of stuff. I know. I mean, I sent him knickers. Not mine. I thought you sent him all that blood and semen, or was that somewhere else? No. Oh, no, that was the children's hospital. Yeah. I think you misunderstood what the blood drive yeah, was. Yeah, Wendy's. <laughs> I read Lost Girls, the Alan Moore comic, and I just thought, oh, she'll like this. I thought your justification was that the blood came from kids, so why couldn't it go back in kids? <laughs> 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 Alright, so yeah, Super Mario 3D Land is a Tom Atkins. I'm fucking loving it. I've almost completeted the main game and I've completed Bowser's Fury. And, uh, I'm probably you haven't gonna... almost completed the main game. <laughs> I'm on World 5? Yeah, you haven't. There's been... 9, isn't there? There's a lot of worlds in that game. There's a lot of levels. It just no, never there's ends. There's 9 worlds and then there's you've got to do all the other stuff as well. There's a lot of levels. But I'm enjoying it. Enjoying it a lot. So yeah, it's Tom Atkins. Your review, Ant? Have you got to the bit where Mario says the racist thing? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a me, a hate crime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, it's you're a bit right. where he goes, "The Irish were slaves too," <laughs> and you're just like, "Fucking mate, oh, can you I, not?" I really didn't understand why they had to do a 
It's why, plumbers and their frigging opinions, man. I don't know why they did a shot-for-shot, word-for-word remake of the scene from True Ra- Romance in which Dennis Miller says a bunch of racist stuff to uh, to Christopher Walken. But you know what? Brave. Brave game direction. Your review, Ant. I'm playing Capcom Arcade Stadium. Oh, yeah. How's that going? Um, well... Did you actually pay for it? Yeah. Which ones did you get? I bought the whole thing. 30 quid? Yeah. I wanted to play Cheeky Cheeky Boys, and I was going to buy just the pack that Cheeky Cheeky Boys is in. It's not yeah. called Mega Twins. Fuck off, Capcom. <laughs> um, and I was like, but they're bound to, like, there's a whole set. Yeah. And DLC rarely goes on sale on the Switch. Yeah. Like, you can search for DLC, and all the stuff is on sale on Switch DLC is the DLC from Overcooked and loads of pinball machines from that pinball thing that's out. Not even the good one. One what of the was, rubbish, one of the rubbish was- pinball ones. I was trying to. I was gonna buy. Um, I was gonna buy fucking um, Mortal Kombat. You know the DLC for Mortal Kombat on the Switch. Yeah. Because it's only six pound for the for the six original character packs, and then it's eleven pound for something. What for I need the for Aftermath. Mortal Kombat Eleven is a version that unlocks everything in the crypt, so I don't have to fucking bother with it. <laughs> That'd be nice, wouldn't it? But anyway, um, it's yeah. Capcom Stadium. The other thing you get a free download. You can't download Ghosts and Goblins anymore. The last day was today. So, well, yesterday, because the podcast is out the day after we record this. 28th of February was the last day to claim it. Um, but there's it's a, it's a good set of games, I'd say. It's not, like, perfect or anything. The um, Every single game starts off in the arcade mode, which... does Has anyone ever played one of these arcade or console collections with the fake... TV screen thing going on. Yes, no one. No one does. You're a freak, and you should be locked up. I don't do it. I'm not saying I do it. But in this thing's defence, if you set the settings on one of the games, you can just choose to assign it to all the games in one go. So you never have to deal with that bullshit. But the side effect of this is, is that all these arcade games are at different resolutions, and if you put them in pixel perfect mode where they'll you know scale to the arcade size, square Mm -hmm. pixels and everything, Mm -hmm. you won't get the shimmer in and everything, but some of the screens will be really small, because they're shrunk down. Oh, so the actual resolution. Yeah, I mean, when I say small, it's not like they're putting them at the actual resolution against your 1080p TV, so so a game that was like 1440p isn't a postage stamp on your 1080p TV. Well, that's the way I want to play it. It's scaled up in a square pixel format, but it'll be the closest it'll go before it has to stretch them out anyway, but you can put a full screen. Oh, right, okay. You can have a a fuller screen version, which isn't always to the edges, but it's as close as it can get without shimmering being too problematic. There's still some shimmering. It's not perfect scaling. They're not using... I don't think they're using integer scaling or anything. It's just a basic stretch out, so you get some shimmeriness. Um, and if you're a monster, you can stretch the sphinx to widescreen, even with I the vertical... Sphinx to widescreen, then. <laughs> even if it's a vertical shooter, you can take, like, mercs and... Stretch it. Why would you want to do that? Because you're an because you're an evil bastard. Wait, well, it's not called Mercs on this, is it? Because it's the Japanese version of the game only, which was called uh, Wolf of the Battlefield. Oh, yeah, completely normal name. Hmm. That's what the actual series is called in Japan. Oh, really? Um, all the games, well, most of them, you can switch between Japanese and English versions, which is quite neat. Yeah. Um, the there's a couple of games that are Japan only, which is, makes sense because some games only came out in Japan. Um, does change the names of the games, which is quite neat, and it can make a difference. And you have got options to change the difficulty of the game, how many lives you start. We've got all those, you know, the options you get in the arcade machines if you flick the setting switch on the inside of a machine and if you break it open, yeah. you mess with the switches. Um, 
pro tip, kids, bring a screwdriver to the arcades. Pro tip. It's actually not bad, too. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but I'd say with scaling, just set them individually. Don't just do the whole blanket everything or set them to pixel perfect arcades or arcade scale, as it calls it, and then adjust from there. Um, there's some other stuff, though, like scan lines. It's like a generic scan line filter. Yeah. Um, which doesn't match up the resolutions. So if you have the pixel perfect thing, it's fine. Scan lines look relatively on point, normal. Mm-hmm. But if you scale it, those scan lines don't scale with the image, so they all look wrong. So you then. get more scan lines. It's like basically they're not in on the lines they should be on. Like a scan line should be every other row of pixels. Yeah. But it doesn't do that. It's got a bit off. But um it's got quite a good CRT filter though, which gives it the CRT look that I think of because I don't think of scan lines Americans think of scan lines well yeah because they had 60 hertz, they had, didn't have as many well they didn't have as many lines of information on their screens so as they us. only have yeah they only had interlaced yeah they well they only had progressive but it's they only had um, 480 lines whereas UK TVs have 512 yeah. so our ones the lines are closer together so scan lines don't stand out as much I think more of the hexagon like pattern of a CRT when I look close to it and there is a CRT filter that looks alright on it it's quite good and you can mix some of the filters together as well um, but I don't use those because you're playing on a flat screen TV. Just play with square pixels, you weird <laughs> freaks. Um, but one thing I will note, which I think is quite good, is that any vertical scrolling game where the screen would have been sideways in the arcades, yeah. the scan lines go vertically, oh, which okay. I think is a nice touch. Yeah. Um, although there was, wasn't there? There was a documentary about video games on HBO or something recently, and they had the artist put vertical scan lines on the screens. The games that were like the, the Mega Drive games they were showing, and they put vertical scan lines, and it's like you got a tw- you got twenty something you want to do that. that was, I know there was something that people really fucking hated recently, so it might have been that one. Yeah, um, apparently the documentary was good, but whoever was doing the like you know the graphic for the videos and all the video package moments obviously didn't know what they were doing, um, didn't know the what they should look like. Um, but it's a good set of games on there. You get Ghosts and Goblins, you get Ghouls and Ghosts. You have, um, you have to buy. I think you have to buy Ghosts and Goblins now. Um, it's separate from the rest of the packages. Oh, right, yeah. I don't know if it's included when you buy all three, which does suggest that they can add extra games. Um, there's some good stuff in there, like Street Fighter Two, Street Fighter Two Hyper Fighting Edition, and Super Street Fighter Two are all in there, which is nice. No original Street Fighter. Um, Pro Gear is in there. Pro Gear has never been released outside Japan, and it's an arcade shooter by Cave, and it's really freaking good. It's one of those ones where you blow up enemies and all sorts of shit comes flying out of them for you to collect. Yeah. And there's bullets everywhere. Um, not, oh. I wouldn't say quite bullet hell, but it gets close to it. Yeah. Um, but Pro Gear's good. Cheeky Cheeky Boy is obviously worth the price of admission on its own. You keep you keep mentioning that game, the, and I've never game. been a massive fan of it. It's a great game. Great arcade, it's classic arcade Definitely game. all right. Yeah. If you put it in English, you don't have the bikini girls to save. There's like... In the Japanese version, there was girls in swimsuits that you could save, and yeah. they'd give you tips. So they're yeah. all in Japanese, of course. But if you switch the arcade machine to English, they're gone. Oh, because <laughs> they were gone in the so Mega Drive version at that point. I know. Well, obviously, if you play in English, you'll call it's called Mega Twins. <laughs> Nonsense. Didn't um, you wait? Didn't you play it in the UK originally? I played no. I played the Mega Drive version, which is called Cheeky Cheeky Boys. Oh, okay. In the arcades, and the Amiga version was called Mega Twins, and the Amiga version's terrible. Don't play the PC Wizards, yeah, Amigo and Atari one, they're both terrible. Um, what else is on there? There's some good stuff on there. Lots of shmups, lots of just got, um, has, there's some stuff that's missing that I would think would make me think they're going to do more packs for it. Yeah. Um, really obvious stuff. Like, um, I don't think Gunsmoke's in there. 
I'm pretty sure it's missing. It's got Commando, and it's got Mercs, but no Gunsmoke. I'm sure there's no Gunsmoke. Which one was Gunsmoke? Gunsmoke's the cowboy one where you shoot in diagonals. Oh, pistols, yeah. Yeah, that, that game's fantastic. Um, I've got the on PS1 on my Capcom Generations pack. Um, and no Darkstalkers, which... That's a weird exclusion. Yeah, considering there's a bit of a lack of fighting games, there's only really the Street Fighter fighting games, um, Darkstalkers would have been a nice way to pad it out a little bit. Yeah. Um, I can understand not having like SNK versus Capcom and stuff and Aliens versus Predator because, you know, the model of different developers and licensing and stuff. I'm still surprised they got Aliens versus Predator on that fucking... Uh, oh, on the arcade stick. The yeah. fucking massive arcade stick. Yeah, which I keep looking at and if I see one for an okay price, I'm going to buy one. Mm. Yeah, but you might end up with like, Larry Bondi Jr. and you'll get a box with a turd in it. Was it actually... Was there a turd inside? Yeah, there was nothing in there except for a shit. He got given a ripped open box with a shit in it. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Which, I don't know, maybe he was doing a dirty protest. We like Larry Bundy Jr. <laughs> he's lost a lot of weight recently. Because he keeps shitting in boxes. No, he's done really well. <laughs> he's uh, he's done loads, mm. of, loads of stuff. Yeah, when I saw him a while back, he was... Um, I, I was amazed he was running around as much as he was. And I was worried he was going to have a heart attack mm. a few minutes later. Well, I think he was worried he was going to have a heart attack yeah. sometime soon. That's why he did it. But no, that, that Capcom Arcade Stadium, some fun stuff on there. You get to play the arcade version of Bionic Commando, which sucks. No one likes the arcade version of Bionic Commando. I mean... Anyone who says there does is an idiot. Someone's selling one for the, 160 The NES now. game's a classic. I'm going to offer them 100 Offer them £1. They, they, all right. Well, it's accepting offers of any amount, and I offered a hundred. So if they accept mm. that, we've got we've got Capcom Arcade Star on the sixty-five inch TV downstairs. Oh god. Anyway, yeah. Capcom Arcade Stadium. Yeah. It's all right. If they do a, a price on the bundle, then maybe Probably get worth it. it. I mean, the problem is the- thirty quid, and you get like there's over thirty games on there. I think it's a pound a game. Uh, yeah, it's not too bad. How many games is on it? The the only time that I ever think about buying those fucking Neo Geo arcade games on the Switch is when it's stuff like Mutation Nation that you can get. But as I say it's got Pro Gear on there. I've never seen that released on a collection before. Isn't Pro Gear the like the top down racer? No, it's shoot up, shoot up. Oh yeah, you said didn't you? What was the what? It was it Top Gear that was the one with four wheels. Four wheels. Yeah, in the arcade. all cars have four wheels. No, in, from Reliant Robins. In the arcade, there are four steering wheels, and you can play with four people. What was it? Oh, off-road. Super off-road racing. Super off-road racing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fun fact. um, Digital Foundry got this fact wrong the other day when they did a video about Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection. Uh, This is the first game on the Switch that uses the RE engine. You know, the Resident Evil game engine. I thought that uh, Revelations 2 uses it. That's not on Switch. Yeah, it is. It's not the RE engine. That's the uh, mold engine, whatever it was called. The thingy... Well, no, because that came out after Resi 6, so yeah. It's not. Oh, it's got Carrier Wing. Carrier Air Wing. That's good. But yeah, there's there's a lot of games. Is. That's got Dynasty Wars. I'm loading it all up. Legendary Wings. That's another one that's worth playing. That's the one we were playing the Flying Birdmen. And you both stuff. And Taka no. Apparently, you're wrong because Capcom Arcade Stadium uses it. So yeah, that's game. what I just said. Arcade Stadium uses yeah. the RE engine. Rather than Ghosts and Goblins. Yeah. I'm surprised that I'm really surprised that that's not in that's not used in Revelations too. Oh, this has got Battle Circuit. Battle Circuit is on the Capcom Belt Scrolling Beat 'em Up collection. That's one thing with this. If you've got the Capcom Belt Scrolling Beat 'em Up collection and the Street Fighter collection, you've got like a third of the games that are on this. Um, actually, when I went to buy it, it said you own some of the games from this collection already. Yeah, and I didn't. 
other than the stuff that's in the Capcom Belt Scroll and Beatmot collection. So I do wonder if it picks up you own that collection on the store and then goes, oh, yeah, you, you have some of these. But there's some good stuff on there. Cyberbots is on there. That's um that's the only other fight one-on-one fighting game. I'm pretty sure. I'm just checking through now. But yeah, yeah, Cyberbots is the only other one-on-one fighting game. But there's about 30 games. So it's not bad for 30 quid, pound a game. Oh, you can't you can't complain too much about. No, no, you absolutely uh, can't. Even if they're all old stuff, it's fine. Mm. Um I would like for you know the um ACA, the the arcade archives releases? Like for them to do a bundled collection of a whole bunch of their games, yeah, like that, because they're really good ports. But the thing is, they're um, six pound something for every single one, and yeah, sometimes those, it's those... worthwhile because it's King of Fighters, and then sometimes it's not because it's some friggin' cowboy game from the early seventies yeah. where there's like four pixels per character. Those are the games I'm talking about. Mutation Nation's one of those. Yeah. The Arcade Alley stuff. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. Arcade Archives. Yeah, um, yeah. they yeah. also do the Neo Geo ones because they got Magician Lord and stuff like that. Yeah, they're worthwhile. Um, they're usually about two pound on like in sales. They knock down in price. Yeah, but if they're you, six pound something, depending on where your where your account is set to, because mine's set to no Russia. one's freaking buying stuff from Russia apart from you because you're part of the Russian conglomerate. Lots of people to do take over the world. That's how I got Spirit Fair on my Switch for two pound. Or was it three pound? I think it's three pound. in Russian. No, it's in English. It's they're all, all in English. Yeah. Um, the crouch yeah, move because, has a really wide crouching I, stance <laughs> because. <laughs> The cat has like a Stalin moustache and like mm. a red. No, I am. Um... Have they released Gorby No Pipeline in Japan in Russia? No, yet? but you can't buy Warsaw. Ah, oh. if you go your shops it to Russia, you cannot purchase the game Warsaw, which is like a Dark Souls War style game. No, oh. not Dark Souls, Darkest Dungeon style game, but it's set like during the communist invasion. Well, they got um, this war of mine as well. Yeah, that's on there. Yeah. I own that. That was that was two pounds in a sale. Like everything goes down to like two or three quid on, on their eShop. So you just it's better to be on their one than it is on the UK. Because the Ruble works out is it Ruble? I think it's Ruble. It works out it works out that like for some reason every game that's on sale on the normal shop is like half the price on the Russian side. Who knows why? But um that's why I've got Because I've got no to, money. So I've got mindset to Russia. Yeah, it might be. Um, but yeah, that's how I got stuff like Green Hell was only £6 and, you know, like, yeah, just most games are just really cheap on there. The only thing that you, that you will find is Nintendo first party games are still the same price. But if you're looking to buy, like, eShop deals here and there. Like, I bought, I recently bought Inside because I haven't played that. I played Limbo, like, a bunch of times. Bimbo. Bimbo. I never completed Inside or, or got past, like, the first couple of bits. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll see if that's on Game Pass still. And it wasn't on Game Pass anymore. So I was just like, I'll buy it on Russian eShop. It was like £3. Really good game. Really strong game. Little Nightmares was four quid on there, like for the complete first You're going to list every single game that's reduced in price. In no, no, the I Russian won't. E-shop. Now that you've said that, I won't. Yeah. Yeah. Been, you know, yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, you were planning to. You were planning to just mention every single game that's ever been reduced in price. The only thing that. Yeah. Be concise. Objective review of the. The e-shop. Russian eShop. <laughs> it's great. It's fantastic. Now, um, the only thing that I, I keep keep looking out for that just doesn't seem to drop in price to a satisfactory level for me, at least, um, uh, Devil May Cry, 1, 2, and 3. No, because Devil Always Cry in Russia. In Soviet Russia. <laughs> Devil Always Cry in, in Russia. Soviet Russia, Devil <laughs> Will Cry. Always Cries You, Mike Cry. <laughs> in Russia, Devil Cry, cry You. Is the Devil? I don't know. Oh, God. Yeah. Anyway, Capcom Arcade Stadium. It's 
right. Yeah, I think I don't know if they will expand it. I don't know. It reminds me a bit of that. Um, do you remember the arcade thing they tried to do on the Xbox 360, where you had like the 3D arcade and you'd buy the individual games yeah. to go in it, and yeah. no one did it because there was because they were charging great. like seven pound a game. It was like they did packs and bundles, and it was all over the place, but it just wasn't fun to use. It was they like were really way expensive. Yeah. They were. Um, nice idea. Yeah, could have been a nice idea. Could have been nice. Um, just do a VR version of that sort of thing. You can wander around inside an arcade. They could do a thing where um, when you walk along, it makes your shoes stickier the longer you walk around inside there I never, for the true arcade experience. You never played Pixel Rip, did you? That's not a thing. I don't know what that is. Pixel Rip, there were two. There was like Pixel Rip 1980s yeah. and there was 1990s. And it was basically a game where you would play on devices from that age, but it was in VR. And what would happen is as you were playing them, like you were either playing on a Game Boy and it would just be like a really simple platformer. You get to the end of the level and then suddenly the platform bursts out onto the main. And, like, you're playing in VR, so you're controlling the character in this, like, 3D... Like, it's still a 2D level, but it's set in a 3D environment. And you can... You basically have to distract your teacher so that they don't realise you're playing a video game in class and all the kids are, like, reacting and, like, being silly and stuff. But it's really, really good. And something like that, that environment, where you've got, like, obviously, joysticks and buttons on on VR controls probably work really well. It's like a replacement you could probably make some really cool stuff and there's so many arcade games that you can't experience now they're just being able to see what they were like stuff like the afterburner cabinets and things like that i've used an afterburner cabinet yeah, uh, so r360 on. cabinet yeah well g-lock it was for it wasn't for afterburner but um yeah that was in woking big apple they had one they didn't have an r360 no what did they no, have there was a only- tank there's, there's, they might have, I don't know, but they never, an R360, like in the early 90s, it was believed there was only 10 in the country. Oh, okay. They just found one in a field in Scotland. I saw that. Or Ireland that. or somewhere. Yeah. Um, but I went on one of the um, Sega World that used to be in Bournemouth years oh, ago. Okay. They ended up getting brought by Namco and became Namco World and, and then, then shut down because yeah. <laughs> no one goes to arcades. Yeah. But I went on the Michael Jackson one. Hey. The VR, I, the flight simulator that I, was um, Captain I, Neo or whatever it's called. I went on the, um, I went on the, you remember the the one with the guns on the the car where you're driving? You have to like it's two players, it's like a shoot. Lucky up. and wild. Yeah, maybe there was a Jurassic Park one as well, which was basically yeah. the same game. Yeah, I went on one of those that was like the bigger machine, and you had like what looked like mm. most of a plastic front of a car, and you had the again went on that in uh, in Namco World in London. It used to be the Trocadero. Yeah, it's now shut down. <laughs> yeah, last time I went there, they had like four arcade machines. It was really? just a minute, yeah. No, like, I think before I Before they shut it, it was years ago. Yeah, before they shut it, they had they still had four levels of arcade machines, but only 20% of the floor oh, no, space this, was... Oh, no, when I went there, there was one floor. Really? Yeah. Fucking there was a There was a Rambo arcade machine, Soul Calibur, and, like, a couple of Sega ones. There wasn't much there. I still remember going like going there with friends to go and play Tekken and little tournaments they used to do mm. and stuff like that. But then in, in the 90s, the Trocadero arcades were crazy. It was, yeah. like, massive. Even in, like, even in early 2000s, mid-2000s, they had one of the best best um, Street Fighter systems set up mm. anywhere. Because they had Street Fighter 5, but they best had... The best bit of fun an arcade machine in the UK now is a service station. That's where they true. just Big never empty one. Big Apple. Yeah, it's still got loads of arcade Has machines it? in there. Yeah. It's for children. Oh, yeah. but like, well, They let drunks in there at night, don't they? Yeah. They're always queuing up outside there. I don't know. I can't well, imagine... Is it? Yeah, there's... You've With got, the bowling alley and the arcade machines. Well, you've got the bowling alley and then you've got the arcade machines, but you've got Quake is the club that's over there. Yeah, but you get into that from the other side, don't you? Well, yeah, you're going from the other side, but also you've got... Um, what was it? Um, I can't imagine being an adult and queuing up for that place. No, you don't actually go in there. So they had that as a smoking area temp- temporarily when Schism was there. 
because Schism was a club that was upstairs. Schism was shit. I went there once. It was terrible. I went there a lot. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> bunch place, of posers. The only place I'm working to meet women that are into rock music. There are it's many, awful. many pictures of me in compromised. I went in there once and I felt like, oh, someone's just picked Krang CD and that's their playlist for the night. So many women from that place. Uh-huh. You yeah. think they were? Lights are out. You can't tell. Great confusers. You know what? You know what? Whatever they were, it was a lovely time, and they were a gentleman slash. They knew madam. how to handle your gentleman <laughs> <laughs> Schism, yeah, no, schism was one of those places. Like Agincourt, you've been to Agincourt, haven't you? No. You've never been to Agincourt. Of fucking not. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> That's a place to go if you want to get hepatitis. <laughs> Twice. Don't go to any of that stuff. Do you not? No. Like, oh, you've been to like you've been to the crowbar in in London. No. Uh, I go to things like this. I've got my Capcom Arcade Stadium on my Switch. <laughs> Never need to leave the fucking house. <laughs> like you walk into the club with your backpack, you take it off, and you go. Where's your nearest power outlet, mate? <laughs> Battery charge. <man. laughs> it's not like I'm going to be there more than an hour. <laughs> Look, clubs are for wankers. Oh, I love going drinking in clubs. Yeah. But you haven't even been in a pub with a washing machine in it, have you? Yeah, I have actually. Yeah. There's a washing machine center. in the middle. Not in the middle, no. Yeah. I haven't done the peep show yet. It's yeah. I... a washing machine in the pub. It'll freak them out and they'll be like, oh, I need a drink. <laughs> <laughs> I went to... The, so my friend bought a club. Her name was Susie. She bought a club in London. Not a club, sorry, a pub in London. And we all went there for a Christmas party. Me and a few mates and stuff. And, uh, no, sorry, New Year's. And I can remember, I remember it being about, being about three in the morning and I was fucking hammered. I was completely wasted. But somehow I had found myself... It took you till three to get hammered. (gasps) I was was hammered long before this, but I specifically remember this moment. I was behind the bar and someone went, can I have a drink? And I was like, what would you like? And they were like, they were like, oh, okay. Um... Maybe something interesting. And I was like, okay. So <laughs> I basically went down and picked a can up. There was just like this weird, like off-brand London Sprite. You know, like the like upmarket four-pounder can, weird lemonades, where it's like hand-drawn. Are place. you talking about R. White's lemonade no, no, here? Are you dissing R. White? I'm not talking about R. White's. But, but anyway, so I picked this can up and I was just like, oh, I know what goes with lemonade, gin. And they were like, and I was like, I was like. So I remember making this drink and it was gin, vodka and lemonade. And then I remember I did a splash of splash of rum for for colour. Yeah. <laughs> it was oh, lovely woman. I assume she was a woman. <laughs> Again, juries out on any of my experiences at this point. Oh, God, yeah. And then yeah, good times. I miss London. I miss going places. I was drinking. I'm going to a festival this year, Anne. I no, decided. I did. I decided. No, it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's going to get. It's going to get cancelled. I know, but I'm going to buy a ticket. Like I've decided, I'm going to download for the first time in like four years. That'd be a June, optimistic. It's August. They booked it for August. Oh my god. Um, but I, I've decided I'm going to go download because I've been for years, and I just become this fucking hellacious nightmare when I'm there, and I love it, and I am very excited. Bunch of posers. Kiss today, you're going, oh, rock music. I'm going to go to download. Listen to the 
What do kids listen to? Listen to the program music the man decides I'm allowed yeah. to listen to. Gonna go listen to Imagine Dragons. Go and play their music and they're gonna like. Lost Profits. Don't get too close, you conformists. You love Lost Profits, that's your favourite band. Lost Profits? Oh, yeah. God, yeah. You love watching them burn, live. Burn How many times have you seen Lost Profits live? I've never seen them live. Yeah, right. Yeah, I genuinely yeah, never seen Lost Profits live. Although I did have, I did have one of those brief moments where I kept thinking. Oh shit! I know Lost Profits. I saw them live. No, it's in me. Do you remember? In That's me? worse. No, in me weren't pedophiles. Yeah, but they were in me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not literally. How old were you at the time? <laughs> Do you remember Hundred Reasons? Yeah, I was best mates with them. <laughs> really? No, yeah, I say best mates. I've got um, I had a signed poster from them. They sent me in the post. <laughs> and I actually have a VHS tape of one of their music videos. Yeah, the one that is Glass Ford. Yeah, Silver. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah the I've only, got that. The only one that I remember. That and, No, wait, no, there was another song. What's the other song they did? The one where like, people were running the one where they the go, street. That one. Yeah. Colin from um, in from 100 Reasons came to Toys R Us once. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice guy. Big hair? Yeah, really big hair. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you remember Skindred? Woken Zone. Do you remember Or oh, Hen- Headstrong. <laughs> Headstrong. <laughs> no, Skindred. That was Skindred. No, Headstrong wasn't Skindred. Isn't it? No, Headstrong was... What was it? Um, Skindred. Wasn't there, what was that band, the Headstrong? It's the cunt guy. Seven Dust? No, it's the guy who's a prick, isn't it? Like, Trapped. Trapped, yeah, trapped. yeah. Headstrong, where are you? Yeah. Headstrong. Being a Trump supporter Trump apparently sucks. is not very lucrative. Oh, no, no, that's because um, left-wingers have um, oh, the censored them. Oh, the have censored music. Yeah, they censored yeah. them. Those, those famously... Yeah. Meanwhile, famously- the guy from um, Spineshank's doing just fine, isn't he? Because he's yeah. not a da. Yeah. Spineshank were good. good Mudvayne. Do you remember Mudvayne? No, you try not to. Do you remember Uncle Cracker? <laughs> Uncle Cracker. Do you remember Uncle Cracker? Anyway, I was talking about Capcom Arcade Stadium. <laughs> It's got the pirate Hiju- 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 Hagimaru what on does it. it. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good game. But yeah, follow me. Everything is alright. Anyway, <laughs> Uncle Cracker. What was the song he did with Nelly? No, Uncle Cracker just did that one no, song. Uncle Cracker did a song they with did, Nelly. They did that entrance song for X Factor. <laughs> Wait, what song for X Factor? You know the wrestler, the wrestlers, the wrestling, the short-lived wrestling stable X Factor. Uncle Cracker did. Follow me. <laughs> Nothing else. Oh, is he still alive? Oh, yeah, he's eight, he's 46. Not doing bad. No, oh, he's aged. He aged one year every year for when he's been... Oh, well, I had, I had... So this is, this is gonna, this is gonna shock you to your core. Um, I had Uncle Cracker's first album. That doesn't shock me because you've got terrible taste in music. Well, no, I got it as a multi-pack. <laughs> I don't know From what... Tesco. <laughs> No. WH Smiths. No. Woolworths, rather, I mean. So I bought online. It was in one of those bargain bins they used to have. No, it was like a blister pack. You know, like they used to do Uh, for games in Toys R Us. Yeah. So I bought a blister pack online from a website. I think it might have even been like early Amazon or Play.com or something like that. But I bought a blister pack and it was meant to be the, um, the, the pop punk pack. It was meant to be a pack by the people that did something corporate and all those other fucking god awful emo bands. Epitaph. Was it Epitaph? Probably. I don't think it was Epitaph. I always blame them now. I think it was like something else. But basically, someone had accidentally 
also blistered an Uncle Cracker CD. So the collection was like cellophane. Accidentally. <laughs> Uncle Cracker. It was, it was Uncle Cracker on one side and then it had an insane clown party on the other side. So they're clearly gone. Same well, market. They've clearly gone. All right. So we've got to protect this pop punk fucking CD collection. Let's yeah. put a shit ICP and Uncle Cracker out me side. So we blister it, shatters them instead of <laughs> Uncle Cracker's double wide. And Insane Clown Posse's album, the one with homies on it. <laughs> this is the only song I still remember from that album. Do you like Insane Clown Posse? No, I can safely say I own no Insane Clown Posse albums. What's he? Do you remember the song Homies? No, I didn't listen to Insane Clown Posse. Yes, you're talking about. <laughs> Can we listen to it after this? I'm gonna end the podcast. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're laughing because you had bad CDs. <laughs> Is that, uh, <coughs> is that humor now, is it? Oh, sorry, no, one second, one second. Oh, okay. Oh. All right, okay. The, it was Homegrown Records, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, no, Drive Through. Drive Through Records. It was a blister pack of their albums. Oh, I'm done crying now. Oh, that's been Crit Apocalypse episode 155. Sorry that I lost my mind in the last 20 or so minutes. That was fantastic, wasn't it? Talking about my homies, homies. <laughs> Talking about those bloods of my... Yeah, they got gang stuff in there. Um, oh, is that technically blackface? Because they're all white guys. Well, insane clown, that's clown face. Yeah, but they're all white guys. So they're wearing clown makeup. And it's white. <laughs> yeah, but they're like rapping and saying words. Because Pretty they sure they've rap- said the N word. They've probably got a pass. <laughs> I got it from a 14-year-old Eventually you get so juggalo. white. <laughs> Eventually you get so white, it flips back around. Oh, God. They'll probably, they probably apologise. They'll probably do it, and they'll do a whole song about apologising for using it. Yeah, there's an album by, uh, by Home Do you remember Brian. when um, the party rocking guys? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, party rocking. The yeah, those guys. Yeah, those. You know, it's good how they party rocked and then apologised for party rocking and then just never came back. Well, yeah, because they grew up. Yeah, they're polite them, weren't they? They grew up, they started party rocking, and they're like, we've reflected on Sorry for party this. rocking. We've reflected on this. Yeah. We're no longer party rocking. We regret the party rocking we did. Yeah. Here's Marshmallow. Yeah. What was that guy hanging out with his uncle? <laughs> I don't fucking know. I care. I just want to go back and listen to some Uncle Cracker now. You can listen to Kid Rock's... But what was the what was the one good song Kid, Kid Rock had? Bar with a bar, the bang, the bang, diggy, diggy, bomb, diggy, bomb, the bomb, the buddy. Yeah, I don't own that because Kid Rock suck. Wait, what, what was it again? Bar with the bar. That's actually the name of the song. What's the, what's the, do it again. No. Do it again, no. please. I farted because yeah. I'm laughing. You better have just farted. It's Barton, right. Bang, Bang, Diggy, Diggy. Yeah, do you, do you want to listen to that song? No, what was the, what was the, say I'll it. Play it in the podcast because it's almost two hours. Okay. All right, this has been Crit Apocalypse at 155. As always, I've been Matt. You've been Anne. Oh, they, you can find me at Crit Apocalypse on YouTube and Twitter. No, I wouldn't. And they can find you at LV54SpaceMonkey on Twitter and Mellow Gaming on YouTube. 
and Ant's Bot Collection, ABC on YouTube, and also Reactor, <laughs> Reacting Sentai Yoppa Ranger on YouTube. Mm-hmm. He also is apparently in a Kid Rock cover band that I didn't know about. Is it just called Adult Rock? <laughs> Uncle Cracker might actually do a song with you. We can get Uncle Cracker. Is he on Cameo? Well, Uncle Cracker. <laughs> it's not one guy. It's a whole band. Right, can we end the podcast now? Bye. No, wait, one second. Take a one one second, I just want to see if he's on cameo. It's Uncle Cracker spelled with a K. Crack. No, I know, I know how to spell Uncle Cracker. I had the album. Double white. Oh. That's what you are, that is. On cameo? He's put on cameo. How much is Donald Trump now on cameo? <laughs> <laughs> Did Donald Trump watch? Oh, if we can get Donald Trump and Anna Cracker for under 100 quid, I'll be happy. Maybe I'll get Donald Trump for under 100 quid. Apparently, Uncle Cracker has released a new song. Oh, no. So, people are taking him seriously again. Are you dumb? I, I mean... Because you're putting loads of silence on here. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Everybody have a great two weeks. See you... Uh, see you... Well, next next time we'll be reviewing WandaVision. And... The, no, I'm banning it. The Justice League, uh, potentially. Uh, Justice League. They said it's going to be put on a UK streaming site, but they haven't said where, which makes me think they haven't actually sorted that out yet. Star. Yeah, it'll be on Star. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be right next to the Avengers, so you can compare them immediately one yeah. after the well, other. I did watch Avengers um, Infinity War and Justice League back-to-back once. Really? Yeah, yeah. Why? Because um, Luke had them. Anyway, I thought you, like for a second, I thought you'd travelled through time and saw saw fucking Justice League after Avengers. No, wait, wait, which came out first? Avengers. No, Justice League. Sorry, and then Avengers: Infinity War, wasn't it? Because Infinity War was night twenty eighteen. I don't know. Oh. So bye. But everyone.